on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast, special Halloween edition. We discuss all the spooky ongoings at DC Production Studios, new trailers from Marvel Studios, and a lot of discourse surrounding Sony and the PlayStation 5. Stay tuned! Boo! Hello and welcome to another edition of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. And we're here to bring you all the nerdy news you need to know about this week. Of course, the ghost of Nick Marlatt is also with us in the air, above and below us all. And also standing in for him is our very favorite uh, picture of the one, the only, Sir Patrick Stewart. Woo! Welcome, Sir Pat. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's nice to see you. Uh, as always, looking beautiful. Looking studly. Boldly going anywhere you damn well please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the show, and why would you? Uh <laughs> We obviously took a long hiatus, uh, about about three weeks, four weeks. Uh, my baby was born. If you watched the uh, previous release on YouTube, you'll have seen a little intro video where I discuss, you know, hey, we've been dealing with a baby, so we haven't had time to record. And uh, obviously, you and Nick have been uh, pushing those natural ones pretty hard and working hard on that project. Uh, those natural ones you can find on twitch.tv forward slash those natural ones uh, at Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. You can also find them on YouTube, which, of course, links will be in the description. And I saw Nick posted yesterday that uh, apparently you guys are on podcast services as well. Uh, yes, we have been opened up to just about everywhere you can find your podcast except for Google. Apparently, there's a seven-day wait for some reason. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I haven't put our podcast on Google Podcasts because it's a fairly recent development. But yeah, we're everywhere else. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So definitely check that out. If you need a D&D Dungeons & Dragons fix, those natural ones will take care of you. Again, every Tuesdays at 8.30. Now, for the uh, format of the show, we're making some minor changes. Uh, we're hoping to be able to break these into clearer segments for you to be able to digest them <laughs> in a more timely manner. Uh, we get it. Sometimes you don't always have the time to sit down and watch or listen to a two-and-a-half, three-hour episode of Hit the Books podcast. But maybe if we put in some little bite-sized pieces where we focus exclusively on the movie, TV content, exclusively on the video game content, exclusively on the comic book content, you can go and look at that. Now, uh, obviously, we do a lot of crossover materials, you know, comic books that become movies and video games and vice versa. So if, if any of that stuff comes up, we're just going to stick it in the category that it pertains to directly. So if it's a a movie based on a comic book it's going to be in the movies and tv section of the show it will not be on the comic book section of the show I, hopefully that's clear 
while all of this is very much connected, and uh, trust me, that's by design, um, we understand that your time is precious. Your time is valuable. And, well, most of us have busy lives. Taking that into account, yes, we are going to be doing our damnedest to make this more on the go, as it were. Now, knowing how we rant on the show, I imagine that bite-sized pieces means like 45 minutes. (laughs) So it'll still be a sizable (laughs) chunk for a lot of them, Uh, especially this week, just because we have a month of material to go over. And there was some big reveals, big news that happened. Some of it (laughs) happened literally yesterday, two days ago. Yeah, we're going to be moving in that direction. It's not going to be an overnight thing, but the idea is to... Make us easier to watch. And of course, why wouldn't you watch? If you're watching our YouTube channel, you're rewarded with a (laughs) great (laughs) costume rendition from memory of The Crow. Uh, And uh, an equally uh, effort well spent costume of the Riddler. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't call it effort well spent (laughs) because there's very little effort into this. I just bought it. I loosely tied a tie with riddles, question marks on it. And then uh, I chose not to wear the pants for the podcast because you're not going to see my pants anyway. Meanwhile, I spent $5 at Walmart for face paint that I hope will come off. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, for those of you watching, you can see that uh, while I put some effort into putting it on, let's just say uh, it, some of it might have sweated on the way to <laughs> on the way to sitting down. I, I got to be honest with you. I think it looks even better disheveled, though. Oh, uh, yeah. The crow should be disheveled. And I, <laughs> I think it looks awesome the way it is right now. Hey, I'll we'll, take it. We'll see if it lasts because <laughs> it looks like it's melting before my eyes. But... <laughs> I, I think it might have a perpetual melting look. Yeah. So it feels like it's cooled. But, you know, we're going to see where the night takes us. We'll see. Uh, so definitely watch the YouTube channel for the special Halloween episode of Hit the Books Podcast because we're having a lot of fun and we think you will too. Uh, of course, we always put special edits in there if you want to watch the video. But of course, if you don't want to watch the video or you just don't have time and you want to listen to the podcast, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon Podcasts, and we'll probably try to get on Google as well pretty soon here. Uh, additionally, if you want to reach out to us and suggest any questions for the show to discuss or topics for the show, constructive feedback, you name it, you can reach out to us at htbvids, V-I-D-S, on Twitter. You can reach out to us on facebook.com forward slash hitthebooks. And you can always email us at hitthebooksvids, V-I-D-S, at gmail.com. Every single time. And if you would like to send your lewd Halloween fan art to I Emery. I swear to God. Please <laughs> Every email time us with you. <laughs> at hitthebooksvids at gmail.com. All right. <sighs> Well, we have a lot to go over, but first I'd like to catch up with you. Yeah, it's been a little bit. So what have you been what have you been listening to, reading, enjoying, not enjoying? <laughs> uh, lately I have been uh um, definitely not enjoying Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Oh. Uh, Seems to be a very common sentiment. 
Yeah, I think that the finales come out now, right? The finales come out. Again, I can't believe they spent a billion dollars on 10 episodes. I don't know where the money went. (laughs) (laughs) What did they spend it on? Oh, no. I mean, it looks like they, they bought a ton of newcomers. And did their best to uh, remix the entirety of the Silmarillion, or at least a chunk of it. Yeah. And then, wh- how did this show manage to look very pretty, but also cheap at oh. the same time? Oh, I no. don't. I don't understand. I. I knew this wasn't going to be for me when I saw in an interview, I think it was the producer was talking about how this was not going to be a one for one, you know, (laughs) regurgitation of the books Mm. or the lore that they would have creative flexibility to change things as they so choose. And then they also Mm. discussed how they wanted to ensure that creatively it was not connected to the Lord of the Rings movies or the Hobbit in terms of art style direction and all that. Well, they must've just completely ignored that because a lot of the shit looks like it's ripped from Lord of the Rings. And then they kind of fuck it up by doing their own thing with it. Yeah. Instead of following the the protocol. Yeah. They remixed it. They, they mixed and matched the pieces that they thought was cool. And then they, told bits and pieces of the story in a way that just paints a lot of these characters and factions and entire people groups in a pretty poor light. I can't even begin to talk about the stand-ins for the hobbits that are called the Harfoots. There are people who are about... uh, Oh, they're about the the connection of family and never leaving anyone behind, uh, except for when they do leave someone behind. And uh, guys, so it, what? It, I'm I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. Uh, I I mean, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and The Silmarillion and all of those expansion books that uh, Christopher Tolkien, uh, Tolkien's son. Uh, released and kind of like put his father's notes together and then filled in the blanks wherever he left them. Um, I I would I dove so deep into that lore, you know. I I wasn't quite you know like the Trekkie nerds who learned uh, <laughs> all the languages of all the aliens, and you know I wasn't learning you know Elven or anything like that. But oh, I knew everybody's lineage. I knew everybody's <laughs> names. I knew who were the big bads, who were the small bads, at what point and what time. You know, I'm yeah. I'm, there's a shout out to uh, a lot of the YouTubers that cover Tolkien lore. Uh, they do a great job. There's there's like several that I just frequently, uh, when I'm just sitting on the toilet with nothing to do, I'm like, I'll watch a 15-minute video about the, the deep, dark lore of Morgoth and the First Age. <laughs> you know, I'll listen to a tale about the, the dragon that was as big as an entire mountain range. Yeah, yeah. so uh, why not? Kill some time. Yeah. I feel like with the First and Second Ages... Everything should be bigger. Like if for, everything should be bigger. The the third age and the Lord, you know, obviously the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit ages. These ages were significant because they were kind of the conclusion and the cleanup of the second age and the first age, right? Where the real shit went down. 
with Morgoth and then the rise of Sauron during his first uh, entry into the series and domination. Right. So I would expect the characters and the cast and the production to be bigger and just more over the top, more creatures, more monsters, more orc armies, more goblin armies. Everything should be bigger in the first and second age if you're going to do a prequel series. The problem is it's a TV show. They spend a billion dollars on it, but I don't see it. <laughs> and the, every character looks like a scrawny vegan version of who they should have been. And then you take all of that and insert creative liberties into the production by directors, producers, writers, cast that are fairly unknown and have yet to proven anything. Uh, right. And it, it makes a soup of disaster, a soup of chaos that <laughs> I honestly, I don't want any part of it. And I, you know, I could watch it and be like, wow, I was totally wrong. But from what everybody's telling me, the most dedicated of Tolkien fans in my life, it, it's mediocre to bad it, with the re only redemption coming late in the series. And that being a fairly mild redemption from what I'm told. And that's disappointing because this yeah the Tolkien world is huge. Like it's it's vast. It's it's it was like it's, the it's, word epic comes to mind in the truest sense of that word. There's a reason why every fantasy series in existence seems to have its roots in Lord in, of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And this show is just clearly <laughs> it's not it. It's not it. it it's not it and to be fair, it's a very difficult standard to live up to. Right. Incredibly difficult, which is why you shouldn't pursue something like this unless you're damn sure of what you are doing. Right. And but, I don't think they are. And not only were they not in any position to make something like this, given the the weighty burden of expectation and previous forms of media that have done at least some modicum of justice to this uh, series of books. But when you go out of your way to not let Peter Jackson have anything to do with this, to not have any say, not have any notes, not have any, you know, suggestions even. But Emery, they only had a billion dollars. How could they afford Mr. Jackson? How could they possibly afford with a billion dollars for 10 episodes? Peter Jackson. They, of course they couldn't. They probably spent most of that budget laundering cocaine. Oh, the DC approach. Oh. Bold strategy. Bold strategy. Amazon. <laughs> so did you watch it you... from end to end? Yeah. So they're gonna get they're gonna make more because you watched it. It's it's they're gonna be like, oh everybody's watching it. It's doing great numbers. Appar Let's do it again. Apparently it's already been greenlit for a season two. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did see the the quote. Uh, I think it was from one of the directors of, of the show. 
where he said that <laughs> I get that the first season was a little rough on the edges, but it's just building up for an amazing season two. Oh! <laughs> I was just so flabbergasted <laughs> that you would be so bold as to pitch your terrible first season as an excuse to watch the good quote unquote second season. The balls you gotta have. Ugh, just reeks. Just reeks of flop sweat and just ugh. disappointing. It's disappointing. You know, I'm a super nerd. I get it. Yeah. Where did the money go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of problems with that show and the production. Yeah, and we're getting a season two. Congrats. All right. Yeah. yeah. What else have you been up to? Uh, I've been making my way through more of my favorite manga, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Great. We're into... I assume you mean the TV show? Uh, yeah. Uh, not the manga. Yeah. Anime. That's what I meant. Yep. Thank you, Netflix. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're getting deeper into part six, which has been, uh... Which is normally called Stone Ocean, but I, and most of the internet, calls it Stone Ocean is the new black because it's <laughs> it, it's basically orange is the new black. JoJo version. The JoJo version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that show's a lot of fun and bizarre, who would have guessed? Ah, you said it. I said it. I said the thing. Uh... Let's see, I've been... Uh, what else have I been doing? Oh! I haven't purchased the game yet, but I've been watching videos of a game that came out recently called Gotham Knights. <gasps> we'll talk about it in the news. Oh, we're, we're definitely going to talk about it. There's some concerns. When I want to say I was right, I was right. <laughs> I was right. I was right about a lot of things yeah. during this month off. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. a lot of gloating to get to during the show. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were way more right than anyone wanted you to be. <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, I will admit that we were both pretty down on Gotham Knights, and. Yeah. Doesn't look like. Uh, we were wrong. No. Yeah. Apparently, it uh, plays like they were anticipating this to be uh, the success that they thought the Avengers was going to be. Mm, disappointing. Mm. It, I, it's bad. Yeah. We'll talk about it more later, but I just yeah. don't. I don't understand how you can fuck up a game that already has all its systems built for you. The lore is already built for you. The Arkham games exist. They they did they all do. the heavy lifting for you. Yeah. Everything's done. Yeah. You just, you just gotta not fuck it up. Ugh. It hurts. It, yeah. It's rough. Yeah, yeah. It's rough. It's it's uh it's not fun. Uh yeah, apart from that, uh just been playing a lot of D and D. Yeah, those natural ones. I think you're on what episode thirteen now. Uh, I believe so. Also, uh, I've been running uh, a game of my own. 
offline. It's home game. Um, with the the inspiration for the story being like several different things, which include uh, Game of Thrones, because mm, it's kind of hard to get away from that. All right, so yeah. dragons and incest. Yeah, uh, but also uh, Bridgerton, because this is a high fantasy that involves all of the fake courts <laughs> and the uh, hoity-toity relationships that one can engage in. Uh, but I've also, because I'm a David Bowie simp... Uh, <laughs> Saying it lightly. <laughs> lightly. Um, Labyrinth is an influence. I... Ah. So you got a nice cock piece in there somewhere. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no dongs. No dongs. Not even the spiky ones. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> How crazy is it that in the 80s they're like, kids movie, Gonna be kind of terrifying. Uh, we're gonna have this goblin creature kind of like abduct this girl and, and <laughs> say he's going to marry her, and then he's gonna thrust his big cod piece in front of the camera everywhere he goes. Oh, but it's a kids' movie. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> Did it, we think about this twice? Uh, we thought about it once and realized David Bowie said yes, so we're doing this. <laughs> he said the only way he was doing this movie is if he gets to wear his god piece. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. But they, why? The 80s was a wild time. It's a strange time. It was a very wild time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, mostly the fact that, uh, the big bad evil guy is going to be Largely based on Jareth the Goblin King. Okay. And the No cod piece though. No cod piece. That should be like an item you can steal if you're if you're you got a high enough dexterity rating or whatever. My mind does not want to contemplate <laughs> having to describe someone stealing <laughs> David Bowie's fucking codpiece out from under him. <laughs> what is that new rule? Like, if you roll a 20, it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is, you <laughs> succeed. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. No. Hard, hard pass. Let's roll, baby. How dare you? I like my chances. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. If you did roll a 20, I would have to describe. Like, <laughs> No, you know what? You know what I would do? I would have the player, which would be you in this case, describe exactly how you managed to steal David Bowie's codpiece out from under him. Slick hands. Slick hands, baby. I want to see a magic trick? Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the that that's the game that I'm running and I'm doing something right because the the group that I'm running that game with, um, we were supposed to be doing like uh like every other week is like is my game every other week is uh, one of the other players' games, mm -hmm. uh, but they've decided to just focus on mine because they they're invested and they like where it's going. Nice, you know, like I'll take it. 
Also, holy shit, I have to design a maze right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, a lot of D&D, occasionally uh, playing games and uh, video games, specifically. Um, actually, there is one other game. I'll just briefly mention it. It's a, a game designed by, uh, I think it's... Uh, Koga Igarashi, uh, the guy who designed Castlevania. Um, since he parted ways with Konami, and like most other people in that company did, mm -hmm. uh, he went on to, like, I'll, I'll make my own Castlevania with Blackjack and Hookers. Uh, and he made this game called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Yep. The very uh, thinly veiled allusion to Castlevania Symphony of the Night, the most popular game that castlevania's ever made yep the game's amazing yeah i've heard nothing but good things it's literally sitting on my hard drive on my <laughs> ps5 right now still haven't played it because i've been playing something else which i'll get to oh well but, i've uh, gone through everything that i've been doing what have well, you been up to well i've been uh covered in pee poop puke sweat tears uh, a little bit of blood just about everything you can imagine. Your dignity. Uh, that was gone a long time ago. <laughs> long before the child arrived. So that, uh, That's fair. Yeah. I host this show, if that tells you anything. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I also host this show. Mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, there hasn't been a ton of time to really do anything too crazy. However, I have been off my day job uh, during this short period of time and uh when i can get the baby to calm down enough and fall asleep or whatever after feeding i play an hour or two of horizon zero dawn so i, I it's another one of the many games i've had on my backlog that i started and then got busy with something and then decided to play something else and then just didn't feel like relearning everything and going back and playing it so started the game from scratch as i do and in my new mm -hmm. quest to force myself to finish everything, including games I hate, like Grand Theft Auto V, like I, I hated, I hated forcing myself to play that game. Oh, no, yeah, my my wife kept asking, "Why do you keep playing this if you don't like it?" Like I gotta finish the game. <laughs> I'm just gonna always be there in the back of my brain, living rent free. Yeah. So I uh, went back to Horizon Zero Dawn. This game is excellent. The game is so damn good. It really is. And if I think it, they released it for PC not too long ago, or they're releasing it for PC soon. Yeah, but there's been a, like several like formerly PlayStation exclusives that are now getting to live on the PC recently, yeah. years after the release. So yeah. you know, no harm, no foul there. It's a great game. If if you have a PC or you have a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 5, it's probably super cheap right now. It's free, I believe, on the extended PlayStation Plus tiers. Yeah, PlayStation uh, Plus Premium, I think, is where you get games like that. And it's, it's great. It's a great game. It holds up really well. Still looks great. I'm playing, you know, there's no PS5 version at the moment. But... Uh, it still looks outstanding. I, I think if I had any minor complaints, it's that uh, every once in a while there's a weird mission glitch where it doesn't come off my, you know, completed missions. Oh, yeah. And it's, it, 
it's not a big thing, but the OCD in me is like, go away. <laughs> I've already completed you. Go away. <laughs> Just register that I did it. Yeah. But I'm having a ton of fun playing it. You know, I, uh, have you played through it? Uh, I have not, actually. Okay. Yeah. It. I mean, it's great. I'm, it, by now, the... I hate to call it even a spoiler because, like, you find out in the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, like, it tells you pretty clearly, Yeah. spoiler alert for an old game, that you're basically in this dystopian future after the collapse of society. Um, this will be in the news, which is yeah. why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. If the robo-dinos weren't that uh, dead of a giveaway. Yeah, so... <laughs> You could imagine it was like some weird alien society or some fantasy world where, for whatever reason, there's some kind of mechanic yeah. creatures roaming. No, it's basically automation. Everything Andrew Yang was against <laughs> uh, <laughs> takes over. And, uh, it's If you read like the story logs that you find throughout the maps, and like everything has some kind of story log attached to it. There's audio logs from dead bodies you find and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of it is very analogous to stuff that's happening right now. Oh. And in the recent past, uh, this game came out in the 20-teens, like 2016, 2017, somewhere around there, I think. Yeah. And that was obviously pre-pandemic. Well, if you look in the audio logs, there's a pandemic that hurts society and gives rise to a bunch of extremist groups. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Companies become bigger and bigger, you know mega corporations that uh, use automation as a means to cut costs. And so people are constantly immigrating, trying to find work because they're being replaced by robots. And then eventually it gets to a point where they start building their own private robot armies uh, to defend their stakes and basically start taking over governments. And it gets, it gets real crazy. Uh, If you really dive into that lore and I'm like, a little too on point. <laughs> and then, of course, in this dystopian future, everything, like, they're, they're all ignorant to this fact, but the, the main character is connected to that world in a way. That's that's the real thing that I don't want to spoil that you find out as you work your way through the game. That's, that's the real interesting twist that I think a lot of people don't know. So if you think you've had the game spoiled for you, you probably haven't. There's There's some big reveals in the game that are really cool and really interesting. And obviously the game got a sequel that I'm going to get to eventually. Um, but yeah, it's a great world. It's a, I Honestly, I think it's more interesting than The Last of Us was. Yeah. I, I love The Last of Us. Last of Us, is a fen- the original game, is a phenomenal video game and story. An example of how video games can touch you like in a, emotionally using fairly simple common third-person mechanics. And, and just really great environmental storytelling. I think Horizon does a very similarly good job of doing that. And they, there's a lot of great analogs to just everyday life in the game that you can point to and be like, yeah, I can kind of see why they would do that or why they would believe that or why they behave like that, just given our everyday life and, you know, the factions of people you see within people in the tribes, if you will, yeah, that you see everywhere. It's really cool. It's really interesting. Uh, highly recommend. A lot of deep lore. A lot of great stuff if you want to dig your teeth into it. 
Big those robo dino teeth. And again, this this is people already know this. The the trailers for the second game basically showed like San Francisco and the you know the bridge there and everything. So it's it's already known that hey, this is far dystopian version after society collapsed of basically the Western United States. And uh, this game happens to be kind of like in the Denver area. If obviously you pick this up through the the cues, because she doesn't know what Denver is, she's not gonna, you know. Oh yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's nothing telling the main character out Aloy what anything, well, any of this is. She's Denver. just doing her best to interpret the uninterpretable. You know, right? It's like having little to no frame of reference for yeah, like just anything from what would probably just seem like the ancient world to them yeah and then again i don't want to spoil anything but there's some really great like reveal moments where you go to other parts of the country Mm -hmm. particularly of the the west and you're like oh wow that's a cool idea that's that's neat so highly recommend this game i don't think it got enough press i don't i mean it got reviewed very well and people liked it but i don't think a lot of people picked it up for some reason yeah i think the I don't want to have to say this, but the release of those games has been, I think, cursed twice over. I can't remember what came out uh, for like the first game, Horizon Zero Dawn. But I know specifically with Horizon Forbidden West, the game that completely eclipsed it was Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. And when when you have a game like Elden Ring coming out, maybe it's just me. I would have suggested, hey, maybe wait about a month or two so that, you know, the... Do what a lot of games now are doing. uh, Right. Release in January and February. Give yourself some breathing room. Right. Like, it's weird that we've gotten to the point where now... Video games are basically handling their scheduled releases the same way movies are now, so as yeah. to avoid being drowned out or stepping on the toes of another project that's coming out around the same time. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, other than that, really haven't had time for much else. I mean, I, I wanted to watch some shows, but really I like to watch the shows with my wife, so mm. I, I really haven't dived into any tv shows because we're often on shifts with the baby trying to oh yeah take care of the baby so someone else can get some sleep you know it's gonna be like that for you for a little while yeah but i i really am with the baby laying on my chest having a good time playing horizon (laughs) zero dawn which is ironic because it's a very tense game at moments and there's some very big loud (laughs) boisterous things happening on screen the baby's just like completely unconscious unaware of it doesn't care (laughs) does not care so I was like, all right, cool. I'll yeah. just keep playing this loud, obnoxious game. I also, I, d- I did want to mention this. Uh, I did also start diving into uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild on, oh. my, on my wife's Nintendo Switch. This yeah. is right when the baby came home. We were spending a lot of basically days just trapped in the bedroom because we <laughs> uh, we couldn't get him to keep calm and you know feed on a regular basis and sleep on a regular basis so like we were basically between the crib the bed and <laughs> oh yeah you know the bathroom you know showering as when we could um so there really wasn't much time to like go downstairs to the living room and do anything now we're kind of doing a shift where one of us is in the living room with the baby the other person's upstairs trying to get some sleep or whatever else and uh i can i can see why the game got so much hype it it is enjoyable 
I the game is very dated though. Like the, <laughs> the uh, okay, I, and it was I uh, think it was probably dated when it came out. The the game is not just dated. The hardware that it's playing on is dated. Yeah, and again, I'm comparing to Horizon Zero Dawn right now, which I think Breath of the Wild came out after Horizon Zero Dawn, so I'd have to look yeah. up the dates, but I, I'm sure they were in the same realm. Right. The graphic quality, the s- stability of the game <laughs> is not there. Like, There's a lot of pop-in and rendering issues. Um I mean, there's a lot of things that look nice and colorful, but really it's just a lot of the same things over and over and over repeating themselves. The dungeons all look the same. You know, the world basically looks the same everywhere you go. It's just bigger. It's just a whole lot bigger. That's all they did was they stretched the map out. You got these like magnetism gimmicks and stuff that you can play (laughs) with. I I mean, I guess it's, you know, there's not really a story, (laughs) which sucks because that's like the part of Zelda that I like the most. Granted, it's a fairly basic story, but I like the story beats when they're there. There's really not much here. the, The story was the the time you spent along the way yeah and i you know to be fair i've only gotten about maybe i don't know 10 hours into the game before i transitioned to horizon because i was in the living room oh yeah and i'll get back to it once i finish horizon but yeah (laughs) it's it's mm. it's it's good it's real big it's not a 10 (laughs) (laughs) it's certainly it, it sells systems sure but there's not much else selling that system besides Animal Crossing, maybe, you know, like, and that was basically as big as it was because of the pandemic, I think. Uh, there is one game that you should play, and it's called Metroid Dread. Okay. Is, is that the uh, side-scroll Metroid game? Yeah, that's okay. the classic style Metroid. I've never been a big Metroid guy, so I don't know if I'll be warm to that. Uh, I'd say I'll give it a shot. Yeah, but... watch a video to see if like you'd be into that kind of game. Yeah, so, I would recommend that. Uh, a couple other games that I've been playing that I would uh, kind of recommend, like if you ever get a moment. Um, another game that I've been playing is uh, Strangers in Paradise. Or Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. The original OG Final Fantasy prequel. <laughs> <laughs> For a, is it 16-bit? Yeah, it was 16-bit, right? Uh, which, it, it, which was was, it, it, it was 8-bit. It was on original Nintendo. Yeah, all it, right, it was all like right. the OG. Like so I know Final Fantasy 3, which is 6, was on Super Nintendo. Yeah. 2. Uh, 2, which was 4. Uh that was Super Nintendo also, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I think the the first one, the first Final Fantasy that we got was technically their second. Okay. So, so this is like the original, original. Yeah. And oh my God. Chaos. <laughs> the chaos is so thick I can taste it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I liked. It. I, I really enjoyed the uh, shit post thing going around about that game and the I, constant allusions to chaos. Uh, it, it's not unwarranted. 
uh, that that game spends a lot of time, but then it takes a turn towards the end, and then anyone who's not familiar uh, will be taken by surprise at the person that you're playing as. Jack Garland is actually the villain of the very first Final Fantasy game. Chaos! And the the bosses that uh, you would fight in the original Final Fantasy are this time the friends you made along the way. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Adorable. And the the actual goal, uh, the, the true... Uh, goal that you were getting after was inside you all along. The the goal being uh, you're actually uh, technically aliens to this realm and your goal is to not get rid of chaos but to manage it and occasionally unleash it when it gets too tipped in the favor of like order. And uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, uh, but, you know, you, you got to do it. You, you're the guy. This kind of reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy XV's ending. Ooh. Which is just completely unnecessary. Ooh. I, I hate to even call it an ending because that game's not finished. <laughs> that game's still not finished. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's well. We don't need to rant about Final Fantasy again. Uh, again, uh, not not that one. Um, this one is weirdly enough. Like when you finish the game, you you definitely finish the game. the The story's over. But then DLC came out where you can actually, you know, as Garland fight the. Uh, the warrior of light, the person that you play as, like all the way back in the fucking eighties, uh, you get to be the bad guy this time. Nice. And your goal is to, because that story is all about a time loop. Like you are consistently fighting this guy and sending him all the way back to the beginning of his quest, which is basically their way of justifying, oh, all of these stages that we made, we're you're gonna make you play through all of them and. We're going to change the rewards so that way you're still playing the same shit over and over and over again. That is classic RPG <laughs> bullshit development. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the loot. How do you like playing through the same levels again? How do you like randomized loot? <laughs> how, how do you like uh, being able to determine how like the difficulty level of these stages... And determining how uh, rewarded you are by these things, like how do you like er, like beating a stage just so that you can take a a job class that caps out at thirty and bump it up to level fifty five because we're all about breaking our limits in this game. Great. Sounds great. You're really selling it. Uh, I'm really selling it. Uh, (laughs) And just yesterday, just last night, another DLC came out where this time the goal is to uh, fight a 
dimension-hopping jackass named Gilgamesh. Delightful. <laughs> Series staple, of course. Series staple. He's dressed in, like, kabuki face paint. Uh, sounds like a doofus. Has four arms for some reason. And, like, sometimes you, you get hit for one damage. Sometimes he kills you with one hit. Delightful. It, it's a, it's a wild time. <laughs> At the, I think the the thing that's drawn me to that game is that I I'm really about, uh, because I'm a D and D nerd. Uh, like I like unlocking new classes and being able to do new things with the characters. And it also helps that while the loop, not the loop, the loot. <laughs> with a T. <laughs> uh, the loot uh, that you get is like the drippiest drip that you could ever put on a character. Nice. Oh my God. Like I didn't understand the, the necessity of like playing dress up with these characters until playing this game. Like you can mix and match and uh, the fashion is the end game. Uh, like honestly, oh, so it's it's Final Fantasy X two. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, and I damn it, I hate how much I hate that game. <laughs> like I hate that game too, and I, I wanted like I hate something substantial it, to follow it, Final Fantasy X to kind of finish that story out. No, no, no. You're gonna hold a button down, and your character's gonna change dresses to fight, and <laughs> the game's gonna play itself for. 15 20 hours uh, and then you get a super unsatisfactory ending yeah final fantasy yeah. origins had the good sense to lock classes behind weapons yeah as opposed to like entire outfits um uh, upsetting eh, it, it, yeah. it's a fun little mindless grind all right uh, i wasn't gonna do this but i gotta rant yep you and i both are huge final fantasy fans mm-hmm I, as much as you love the job system, the class system, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being given that many options and choices with characters. I want the characters to be a specific thing. Like the characters themselves so, have their own thing and not have to actually choose jobs for them. Exactly. You know, I'm... I'm not going to be bagging groceries one day and then the next day decide I'm going to be a medic. <laughs> it's it's not going to happen. I, I'm going to have to go to school. It's going to take years. I'm going to have to do some practice. You know, I'm not going to become a ninja overnight <laughs> just because the system allows me to. Uh, and I, I think it kind of ruins the characters and the character development. Yeah, maybe you won't become a ninja overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a sword and some smoke bombs. I kind of got this. All right. Totally unimportant rant over. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It, if you're into like Dark Souls type combat with a, a story that's a, maybe a little too far up its own ass... Um, that's not yeah, <laughs> Square Enix in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Origins just might be the game for you. The oh. the other game, last game that I've been playing, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, you talked about it on the last episode. You're having a good time still. Uh, I I found recently uh 
a car in the middle of the desert, and I think it might be the fastest car in the game. Nice. It looks like a fucking Lamborghini, and it handles just as fidgety as one, too. Oh, delightful. <laughs> I uh, th- This game puts me in a zen flow state when I drive. Nice. It's... For something that I can just do in real life, I have a car. I can drive places if I want to. Doing it in this game with a car that looks that aesthetically pleasing, I don't know. It just does something to me. I think I might be starting to understand car people. (laughs) (laughs) That's delightful. Uh, Between that and getting the the bright red motorcycle that makes me feel like Akira, or not Akira, uh, Kaneda from the movie Akira. Uh, this game is very aesthetically pleasing. The gameplay outside of driving. Eh, like sometimes it works very well. Sometimes it. Uh, hmm. How do I put this? It, it's basic at best first-person shooter action. No, that's disappointing. You seemed really into it last time we talked. I I mean, I am into it mostly because the, all of the side stories kind of have me hooked. Mm. Um, But the, the gameplay by itself, I feel like all I'm doing is I'm either pressing R1 and L1 together to go into bullet time mode where everything slows down and I just, hack people to bits or uh, I install something different into my brain where I'm actually just hacking people's cyber eyes and making them blind for a second so that I can uh, sneak up and be a real bastard. <laughs> can you put like buckets on their head? Skyrim style? I've never tried that. <laughs> Wasted opportunity. That being said, there is like a berserk mode where you kind of rage out and you're extra strong and you don't take fall damage. You instead do like a fucking superhero landing, which is fucking wild. <laughs> um, the game, not the games, the, the guns in the game are all like exactly as teched out as I would have liked for something that takes place in 2077. Um, again, it's all aesthetically pleasing, uh, like as far as how it looks. Yeah, but the the gameplay itself seems like it. It's not nearly as deep as I would have liked. Hmm, that's a bummer. It's like hacking is simple, like the combat is simple. Yeah. Eh, that's sad coming yeah. from CD Projekt Red, especially because they they're pretty good at having deep combat uh, in their Witcher games, at least. Yeah, I I think the game just needed more time. Gotcha. It it just is like like Final Fantasy 15 still fucking incomplete to this day. <laughs> so is Cyberpunk 2077. Oh. Is like a whole lot of potential that may or may not ever be fully realized. That's sad. That's it, disappointing. It is. Uh, you bring up a lot of great great points about to- Video games in general. Uh, I I just got to bring it back up again. Horizon has really deep, really fun gameplay. 
Yeah. I mean, as fun as you would think, <laughs> taking down robot dinosaurs and robot saber-toothed tigers and robot fucking eagle things, you know, <laughs> just every manner of creature you could imagine yeah. that have unique abilities. They all have, you know, weak spots where you can shoot off their fuel sources for some of their attacks and get rid of some of their attacks, you know, and it, uh, it's not easy. It's challenging if you, uh, you know, you could really get fucked up if if you're just like trying to mash buttons and not be strategic about what weapons you're using against what creatures. Yeah. Again, I got to give this game a lot of credit. It's one of one of the most enjoyable games I played probably last five to ten years. Wow. Yeah. I really enjoy this game. That is high praise. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a PS4 game, so don't expect it to be, hey, you know, like modern game console levels of polish. Right. It's going to have some quirks in it just because, you know, it's an older game and it's got some mission glitches and stuff like that. But it's a really solid game. Even the resource management. Like most games, you get to a point where you have so many of a certain resource that the game is just broken. Like you, you can buy whatever you want, whenever you want the items you can buy, stop being useful because you got all these super weapons from your quests and stuff like that. <laughs> no, like you actually have to participate in the economy oh. of the game world to like really get some progress. Like some missions require you to buy certain weapons or you can't do them. Um, oh man. And you can't just buy anything. So even if you do stockpile a bunch of their currency, which are shards or metal shards from the the robots, you still have to have like other items to purchase certain things because they won't trade with you unless you have everything they want to trade for that specific weapon or armor or suit or modification, whatever. Okay. So it's it's really robust and it's it's much deeper than anybody I've heard give it credit for. And I am very pleasantly surprised because in in a world where there's a lot of sameness in video games, you know, everything's a Souls ripoff, everything's yeah. a Call of Duty ripoff, everything's yeah. a Fortnite ripoff, and outside of that, you got sports games. <laughs> like, <laughs> which haven't in, in like significantly innovated in more than a decade. Yeah, and then you know you can have some Ubisoft games if you want to get real crazy. Have have a fucking Assassin's Creed six hundred. Uh, fucking map checklist the game. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's really refreshing, and I I want to give Gorilla Games a lot of credit. I'm really enjoying it. We'll see if they stick the landing. I think I'm getting towards the second half of the game now. But uh yeah, they really made a stellar stellar product, so I hope it continues making me as happy as it has so far. Yeah, cross your fingers. All right, I think that's about everything we've uh needed to catch up on. Let's get into the news. All right. All right. So, we are going to start with the TV and movie news because there's a lot of it. Oh, again, this has been a very busy month. So why don't we start with what's been going on at DC? Of all places. Now, I'm going to build up to the big reveal that happened very recently. But there's a lot of news leading up to that big reveal that I think is important to talk about. Like Sisyphus rolling the boulder up the mountain. Let's see exactly (laughs) how far it gets. I just want to remind you that it's always darkest before the dawn. You took that from a fucking... (laughs) <laughs> was that the Dark Knight? <laughs> I think it was the Dark Knight. <laughs> so, 
Okay. Keep that in mind as we go through these news items, because it's going to get really dark, and it's going to get darker and darker still. And then on the horizon, you'll see just a little peak of light, a little bit of sun coming up, bringing warmth, bringing joy in the distance. Either you die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's a lot of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First up, DC Films president Walter Hamada has finally left Warner Brothers as promised after the premiere of Black Adam. Oh, man. He's he's had a rough tenure, Walter Hamada. He obviously had this whole transition from the Snyder direction to kind of a halfway in halfway out direction where they barred uh, Superman from appearing in Shazam in his cameo and all this other stuff and then they reneged on it you know <laughs> towards the end of his tenure and obviously he's had this whole Ezra Miller issue he was he was leading DC productions Ezra Miller debacle let's when be real they were committing you know 150 million dollars to these hbo max projects and basically all the stuff that hbo is now cut under warner brothers discovery since they got purchased batgirl uh that's that the big glare thing that yeah. he famously was not told that they were canceling it but uh obviously the acts of zaslav does not give a fuck and it cuts deep. It sure does. <laughs> so this is this is the big setup for what will eventually happen on the news. But uh, I thought that was important to address. Obviously, it was rumored, and we talked about this on previous episodes, that Dan Lin was going to be the guy that stepped in, uh, the producer from the, the Lego movie. I thought that was probably a terrible idea. Uh, that It seemed like they were just putting names up on a board and... Picking whoever they threw a dart at. (laughs) Yep. So speaking of the acts of Zaslav, it is reported that they have saved two and a half to three billion dollars with all the content that they canceled or removed from their streaming services. So 2.3 billion. When you think about. So the the money that would be made from two Marvel movies. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Uh, But it's a significant amount, especially when you talk about Batgirl costing, what, $95 million or something like that? Uh, Yep. This man had to watch it exactly one time before he said... Oh, no. (laughs) And then they all complained. He was like, all right, you want to see it? And made them all sit and watch it. Crickets. Crickets. They Nobody's sh- complaining they at all. They shut all the way the fuck up. <laughs> and based on what uh, the early previews were saying, uh, everything I've read is described it as a bad episode of one of their TV series. Was it Bad Woman? I, I Was don't. it a bad episode of Bad Woman? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think you really need to specify bad episode when I you mean, describe Bad Woman. There's, there's a whole lot of CW. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Oh. But hey, we have a figure now. Now we know. You know, it wasn't you know fifty bucks here, fifty bucks there, which a lot of people were saying. No, it's you know, billions like of this, dollars. This man was a surgeon, apparently, with all the cutting that he was doing with that axe. Sure was. 
Speaking of cutting. Dark. The Rock can't cut a promo without revealing all the secrets of his latest release. Dwayne Johnson has officially pissed off DC Productions. You were driving me crazy saying that The Rock was going to end up taking over DC Productions. (laughs) And I hated that you were saying it because it was so likely based on the way the uh, acts of Zaslav was swinging and not in his direction in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And uh, The Rock was promoting hard... Uh, with all of this stuff after being booed <laughs> for discussing who was going to be Superman at uh, Comic-Con. It's almost like he wanted his movie to make money. <laughs> well, it, it, they certainly made money, 130-something million first opening weekend. So, unfortunately, we're going to have more of it regardless of how bad it is. And the, the, Let me clarify. The critic reviews are bad. They're They're like fives, sixes, or lower. The audience reception take it for what you will is like in the 90s and i'm like there's no way that's possible there's no way i'm pretty sure most people describe this movie as belonging in the 90s (laughs) (laughs) have you seen it yet i have not all right but i've seen reviews and they've put it on equal footing with venom that's not a good thing (laughs) so uh yeah we'll probably get more of it but you know, I I am interested to see how Pierce Brosnan plays uh, Doctor Fate. I, it's one of my favorite DC characters. Uh, great actor to play that specific character. I think is really perfect casting. I I mean, he's but they might fuck it up. I don't know. From what I've seen, he's mostly voicing the character and holding a helmet. <laughs> I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> fair (laughs) like i'm not gonna make that man do any more stunts he did his time with bond i mean we know dc is not going to not like over cg everything and of course they did it's a helmet (laughs) just make a fucking helmet you don't have to make this goofy shiny cg you know spongy version of the helmet just make a helmet just make a helmet also, apparently, the Justice Society of America is uh, renting a timeshare with Xavier. Oh, delightful. Yeah, the uh, apparently, the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters uh, was low on cash, and they were renting it out to like some <laughs> fucking DC be- supergroup. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, uh, I saw like footage of what the, the home base of the... Justice Society of America because, uh, well, we couldn't spring for the Justice League in the first movie. Um, The Justice Society of America. um, They use that same mansion that they've used for the X-Men, for Batman himself, for uh, literally any, like, stereotypical large home that a rich superhero would probably live at. Convenient. Convenient. Why not? Whoever actually owns that house is making a ton of money from the entertainment industry. I'm not going to complain because they could have CG'd that too. They could have. And they would (laughs) have. Let's be clear. But back to the original news topic. Yeah. Uh, The Rock has unfortunately got on the wrong side. Or maybe fortunately. I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah, uh, we will see. They've gotten on the wrong side of DC Productions because he let loose that the major cameo was Henry Cavill. And he was going to appear as Superman in Black Adam as a secret ending in the credits. It's almost like he wanted his movie to make money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I suspect that is probably what happened. Oh, uh, yeah. And it made money. So <laughs> kudos to him. But uh, obviously, the director was not very happy about him leaking that. I'm sure Henry Cavill was not particularly happy about him leaking that. Oh, I'm pretty sure Henry Cavill was happy. You think so? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was happy that uh, someone said to the entire world, Hey, you guys like Henry Cavill as Superman, right? He's in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know if you've uh, seen the clip or read the synopsis of the scene or anything like that, but apparently this is this is the part I don't like. Amanda Waller of all people threatens Black Adam with Superman, and then Superman shows up and says, you know, basically don't fuck around or I'll I'll be here, and that's it. Why is Amanda Waller in charge of anything? There, why? Why is Superman answering to Amanda Waller? If you get around to editing, like a clip in here, uh, a really good clip to edit in here would be uh, Elmo from Sesame Sesame. Can't say it right. Elmo from Sesame Street talking to his new arch nemesis Zoe, and just saying the word "what." <laughs> Uh, there is no part of what you just said that makes any logical fucking sense no no Amanda Waller being able to sick Superman on literally anyone is antithetical to Superman what the fuck? We don't need him back. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, sit this one out. Oh my god. We'll we'll bring you back in the reboot. Why do I suspect there will be a reboot? Well, <laughs> more on that soon. More on that soon. More on that soon. You you say that, and yet The Rock is basically going out of his way to try to get a, a sequel. He sure is. A, a direct sequel where the actual Justice Leagues show up because he wants to he wants to be the big deal. <sighs> he really wants to be the big deal. He just wants the paycheck. Come on. <laughs> uh, his his D-list movies are not doing it for him. His it, disaster movies in the jungle. It, it technically this is the highest grossing movie with him at the helm. That's kind of shocking. Uh, yeah. Somehow this movie, and I say somehow knowing full well this is a fucking superhero movie in the age of superhero movies, somehow this movie has done more for him than any of the Fast and Furious movies that he was in. I think the thing that is driving me the most insane is the fact that Black Adam, who is a core villain for Shazam or Captain Marvel, the the classic version, not the Marvel version, is not going up against Shazam at all. 
and they're pushing a Black Adam versus Superman movie. It's almost like the actor playing Shazam might... Not Shazam. The actor playing Black Adam might have a little bit of an ego or something. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But that's that's ridiculous. It's like taking Lex Luthor and being like, you're going to be the core villain for The Flash. But why? (laughs) These characters don't know... They're not related. (laughs) What... Why are you stealing other people's core villains and characters when you already have the movie series, including the sequel that is coming in March because it got delayed? I don't know. It, I, it, it's real dumb. I, I stopped trying to understand DC and their terrible decision making. This is what happens when DC starts to sound like doing cocaine. <laughs> but uh, I am going to put the blame on Walter Hamada. Until further notice. We'll see, though. We'll see. Another bit of news from DC. HBO Max's Green Lantern series was thought to be potentially canceled, obviously, with all the other cancellations, such as Batgirl. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we have The Flash, which is in flux, and uh, Blue Beetle, which is also in flux. We don't know what's going on with those projects quite yet. Not yet. But there seems to be a direction. However, Green Lantern will not be canceled. However, it is being uh, reworked from the the baseline. It will now focus on Jon Stewart, which is my favorite Green Lantern, being a military guy. And will no longer go in the direction of Guy Gardner and Alan Scott, which is what apparently the original direction for the series was going to be. Okay. They've also drastically reduced the budget. The budget was famously high at $140 million for the series to be produced for HBO Max as an exclusive. Uh, They have not given a specific figure, but that was the point of contention with a lot of these projects is that Warner Brothers Discovery and uh, Mr. Zaslav did not want to spend $150 million on a streaming TV show that was probably going to be ass anyway and focus on the least likely green lantern out of all the core green lanterns like that uh, it was probably a shit project and i'm glad it's canceled i'm glad they're focusing on john stewart a little worried what direction they're going to go in but i have a feeling that some things are going to be changed before the day is done you mean to tell me that they're picking a better more well-liked green lantern mm-hmm but they're reducing the budget. Yes. Hey, before they had two Green Lanterns to fund, now they have one. They have one. They have one that I would argue deserves that much money by themselves. (laughs) Yeah. This is Green Lantern that we're talking about here. This is... Let me play devil's advocate. I get it. It doesn't look good. When you cancel all these movies and projects, mm-hmm. and then you say, hey, we're going to keep this project. We're going to give you the character you want, but we're not spending shit on it. However, I will say DC is usually at their best when they're not spending just fistfuls of cash on terrible CG and just using green screen as a scapegoat for actual production and talent. So I I am encouraged that they're going to a smaller budget. 
And you also have to remember that if they didn't use a smaller budget to keep this alive, we wouldn't get it at all. They would have just axed it completely. So I'm encouraged that maybe they'll go in a proper direction. And again, if this if we were still under Walter Hamada and we were still doing the same old, same old, I would probably be very worried about this and say, hey, they're not going to do their due diligence with this character. But because of the changes that we'll discuss very soon, I have hope that it's probably the right decision and it, it, it might ultimately be enjoyable. Counterpoint. If there is any character that by its very nature would need a lot of money to make sure it works right, it would be Green Lantern. He doesn't even have the mask, though. He doesn't have to do the Ryan Reynolds uh, uh, horribly uh, animated. Uh, okay, that, lime that, green. That, that's CG good. Mask. That's good. That's John a, Stewart's just a guy in a suit. A, that's a plus. He's got a ring. He's what, got a suit. What, okay, that that that's that's all a plus. What's a minus <laughs> is that Green Lantern's power is being able to mentally create whatever is in his imagination out of thin fucking air. And you know what it looks like when he makes it? It's translucent green! Do you realize that if if there was any character that needed as much polish, as much CGI... Mm -hmm as would be required of a space cop, it would be Green Fucking Lantern. <laughs> That's fair, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Yeah. It, it, Green Lantern is about a person being un inducted into an intergalactic space force, flies through space just by the will of his fucking magical ring... Making constructs that include, but are not limited to, uh, spontaneously generated rockets, spontaneously mated suits of armor, spontaneously mated, made, spontaneously made oversized hands that are balled up into a fist. <laughs> Maybe they'll focus on character development. Son of a bitch. Because they don't have the budget for anything else. Son of a bitch. If I get another fucking Green Lantern project that is all fucking pep talks on the goddamn couch. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you, it's about willpower, man. It's about willpower that is concentrated into a green construct that comes out of a <laughs> ring. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mm, don't fuck with me, DC. Don't fuck with me. Speaking of other projects that haven't officially been canceled yet, Ezra Miller has pleaded not guilty to felony burglary charges and faces up to 26 years in prison. I would tip this entire fucking table over <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't so sure that the cleanup would make this take significantly longer. God. Mm. Yeah, so Ezra Miller is fucking insane. If, if you have not been following all the drama around this 
particular actor. And I unfortunately have. I highly recommend that you go Google it right now. He's been doing stuff like hitting people with a chair. Uh, he's been he's he's had warrants out for his arrest in several states, including Hawaii, Massachusetts, North Dakota. Uh, he had a whole grooming thing where he was trying to groom underage boys, basically, uh, meaning like teenagers, uh, into his little uh, Native American doomsday cult thing. And he was literally uh, under the delusion that he was some sort of new age Native American messiah that was supposed to be like uh, as soon as he copulates with a, a female Native American that they, the end of the white man would come. Yeah, uh, he's I, showing up with like body armor and assault rifles at uh, just random people's houses. And there's, there's, there's a lot of things going on in that guy's head. And I... I don't think they're all healthy. I don't think any of them are healthy. But he, but they. He, since this is a point of contention on the internet, they need help. They also need arrested, and they need to be forgotten. So, w- would you say we need to cancel the Flash movie? Due out on June 23rd, 2023? Absolutely not. Wow! <laughs> that was not the answer I was expecting. Um, I'm saying absolutely not because apparently uh, this this film has tested very well. And I think they're going to at least recoup some of the money by marketing this as Ezra Miller's last movie. Well, how would you feel if I told you that The Flash 2 has a script? If I didn't think that the cleanup from flipping this table a second <laughs> time <laughs> was going to make this take significantly longer. What What do you mean there's a second script already? According to The Hollywood Reporter, a sequel has been penned by Aquaman writer David Leslie Johnson uh, to immediately begin production following the june 23rd 2023 release of the flash with who as the flash ezra miller son of a (laughs) (laughs) this man can't keep himself out of jail (laughs) you're gonna try to film a sequel to a movie nobody wants Uh, oh my doing cocaine comics yeah and when they finally make this the dcu as opposed to the dceu It'll be the doing cocaine universe. Yeah, so uh, there's there's just, there's a lot to unpackage with that individual. And I feel like he has to have dirt on the people, the producers, the actors, the staff. Something has to be going on in the background for him to continue having this much power and influence on DC Productions and DC Studios. He's either seen something or taken part in something or made some sort of dark fucking deal uh yeah well um unfortunately the actor who played cyborg in the justice league movie has made a lot of allegations alluding to there being significant issues with abuse of staff and bad behavior by executives within that company so and he seemed very happy about walter walter hamada's uh walking away from DC Studios in particular, so I suspect that there's been a lot of 
unseen unknown potential abuses going on in the background that we're not aware of and i wouldn't be surprised if ezra miller was savvy to some of it oh yeah so interesting to say the least however there's hope because following the darkest of moments for dc productions we are seeing the sun rise on the horizon james gunn is officially the Kevin Feige of the DC Universe. Of course, it would take someone from Marvel to fix DC. <laughs> <laughs> However, this is all Marvel's fault. Oh! This is entirely Marvel's fault. Oh, do tell. They fired him. <laughs> they fired him for a joke he made on Twitter. <laughs> He went and made a movie with DC. DC was like, fuck, this guy's good. He took our worst movie of all time and turned it around completely and didn't even have to recast. James it's Gunn. It's almost like he's talented or he's something. He's very talented. Yes. Uh, he will be co-CEO of the new production studios with Peter Safran. Peter Safran will be the guy kind of behind the scenes doing the uh, financial part of the business while James Gunn will be heading up the creative side of the business while also doing some directing. So we, we know he's doing some kind of team movie right now. He's in uh, produ- production for. Has not been announced what that is, but he is working on something already. And I imagine he's going to be working on several more movies. This is going to be the start of the... You know, Zaslav goal of having a 10 year plan, very much copying what Marvel did with its Marvel Cinematic Universe. And ironically, is all entirely because Marvel fired this guy, <laughs> pissed him off, sent him to DC, did a great movie with DC. They're like, wait, 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 come back and do Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for us. And they're like, all right. <laughs> but only if I get to keep the people I want. They're like, all right, fine. You win. But I uh, thought, it, thought it was funny because, it, you know, it was probably the extreme end of the cancel culture wars, you know, when it really got ridiculous and started digging up. Yeah. St- just it, completely innocuous, like innocent tweets from, <laughs> from like 10 years ago and started canceling people. Like, uh, it, it was ridiculous. So uh, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because James Gunn has a lot to sort out having just arrived at DC studios as the boss and the guy who's going to have to answer for everything that's coming. You know, he had no part of Shazam two or Aquaman two or black Adam. He has nothing to do with this green lantern project or the flash and all the issues with Ezra Miller. He's not the guy that said, bring Henry Cavill back. He had nothing to do with that, but now he has to like somehow manage this while executing his new 10 year plan. He, he has, one thing that he needs to get immediately and that's someone who can rein him in yes he made the guardians of the galaxy and turned a previously unknown like marvel property into a household name but he also made guardians of the galaxy 2 which was just this side of being his own thor uh, love and thunder it, it was not nearly as bad as Thor: Love and Thunder. Let's be clear; like, it, it, that it was, movie was literally laughing at its own jokes. <laughs> oh. Oh, at least 
Thor Love and Thunder did not have the cast laughing at jokes that it set up within its own movie. That uh, now let me be clear. To be clear, Thor Love and Thunder is the only movie that Nick Marlatt has not liked. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to emphasize that uh, it has to be bad. <laughs> it has to be real bad. Yeah, yeah. For Nick Marlatt to to shoot down a Marvel film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, mind you. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it was all right. It was a little self, in- a lot of self indulgent. Yeah. Um, he then gets placed over at DC, where he turns the worst property into quite arguably the best property. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, like within one movie. Yeah. One movie. Yeah. He does this with the same people. With the same people. Yeah. Uh,. A Herculean feat, if nothing else. It's amazing. <laughs> it's outrageous <laughs> that you have such a terrible foundation, and somehow you successfully save it. I, aren't you glad you watched that movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's incredible. So I yeah. have, I have a lot of hope. I think having to be a co-CEO is what will rein him in. Right. I think uh, Peter Safran will hopefully be the, like, yeah. James Gunn's got a lot of ideas, but hopefully Peter Safran will be the the voice of reason to say, like, okay, let's, okay, you got got a lot of big ideas, but let's maybe dial it back and focus on making the most of what we've got here. Yeah, I think they have a good dynamic. They got a good cop, bad cop situation. You know, one guy can eat all the shit while the other guy does all the 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 hard stuff. You know. Yeah. I, I think it's a dynamic that should and could work. I, the only thing that makes me worry is just that they have to shovel out all of the shit that came in from the Snyderverse and all the stuff that's lingering. Years and years after the fact, all the lore that they have to somehow find a way to discard, you know, Henry Cavill's great, but like those terrible movies are all connected to him. It's either you discard it or you got to do a the Suicide Squad style turnaround. And with one team, okay. (laughs) When you have to do it for the entire Justice League... That's tough. I think the hope that's is tough. it's going to be tough. The hope is that's what the Flash movie allows to happen. Then why is there a Flash 2? <laughs> the fastest boogaloo. <laughs> Cocaine. Uh, nobody asked for Aquaman 2. They're still not... They removed Amber Heard. That movie's going to be terrible. Uh... It's going to be bad. Just, just put uh... poor James Gunn. He has to figure out how to navigate these. Walk- He's gonna have to answer for all the shit he had nothing to do with. Just make Ben Affleck read Amber Heard's lines. <laughs> <laughs> and now a kiss, <laughs> like a bat. I dig it. How do we save Atlantis? <laughs> Can you swim? I've got a gadget for that. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> got a gadget for everything. <laughs> Shark repellent. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I fucking hurts. dare them. I, I mean, I admire James Gunn. I hope he's getting a big, big fucking paycheck to do this and deal with this. Because that is not a job I would want. I, I, w- I would be like, listen, guys, you like tax write-offs, right? All of it. Now, mind you. All of it. Start from scratch. This has just been announced. It, it might take some time for them to like really hit the ground running, and they're going to need to hit the ground running as soon yeah. as like they actually take the reins of what those positions mean. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important to note that you know just because you're a good director doesn't mean you'll necessarily be a great producer. Or a good CEO. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I mean, there's still a lot to be proven. Yeah. And it, uh, time will tell, ultimately. Uh, my heart goes out to anyone hoping for a DC turnaround. Yeah. And it was like you said, the, the light is dark is just before the dawn. Of uh, justice. You know, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, you guys are still in the dark. <laughs> it's, the, it's like pitch black. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's real bad right you now. You brought James Gunn in to uh, find the batteries for the flashlight, but uh, <laughs> there's no guarantee oh. that those batteries have any charge left. Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's, it's concerning. Yeah. And... It's weird because not only does he have to manage the release of all these Snyderverse related projects that are still ongoing, and obviously they brought Henry Cavill back. Now they have to commit to some other project, you know, Superman versus Black Adam project. Yeah. Because of all this bullshit. He's got, you know, basically two years worth of movies he's still got to answer for that are already more or less finished or in their final stretches of production. Yeah, there's a lot that he's got to essentially juggle. I think what makes it a little easier for him is that DC clarified that he won't have to do anything with the Joker 2, the sequel, Folia Do. That'll be its own separate thing run by its separate people. And then he also won't have anything to do with these Matt Reeves, the Batman spinoffs, where he's making the the Penguin series, he's making an Arkham Asylum series, and allegedly he's making a uh, GCPD series based on that universe. So, which again, if it's like TV shows, fine, but they're gonna make a Batman too, and I don't really want it because <laughs> I want us to move on and stop confusing the audience and just start executing this next phase. But that next phase is gonna take time to cast and film and produce and you know edit and all that other stuff so i imagine they're just gonna push through this shit storm for the next two years maybe three years and then they're going to start releasing the new phase the new representation of dc movie and television i hope it's good i don't have high hopes because dc has fumbled a lot but I think there's a chance. I think there's a better chance than there's been in the past 30 years for there to be a, a really significantly good DC representation out on the market. Let's see if they don't squander it within like the next three months. Well, that's all I have for DC, but I think it's time I gloat a little. Really? I really think it's time I gloat. Several episodes ago mm-hmm. you poo-pooed my prediction concepts that disney has a lot of money hugh jackman famously said he won't play wolverine again 
Mm-hmm. I said, no, no, sir. No, no. He's got mouths to feed, and show tunes don't pay the bills. Disney will drop a safe full of cash on his desk and say, star in Deadpool 3. And you know what? Literally a week later, <laughs> it was announced through a viral tweet from Ryan Reynolds that Deadpool 3 will indeed star Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. All of these weeks that have passed have felt like a fucking year. I entirely <laughs> forgot that that was something that we had talked about. <laughs> It was like that was the last episode. They yeah. hadn't announced it then. Yeah, it, like uh, we're back now, and they announced it. I. Um, this is how I know they listen to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Marvel. Oh my god! And all the folks over at Disney. We're kind of a big deal. So I thought you were a man of your word, Hugh. If you're not liking and subscribing, you definitely should. Look, I know. Show tunes don't pay the bills. And for every decent movie outside of Marvel, you end up with something like Van Helsing. Uh, Okay, you're back. For how long? Five minutes of this movie? Are you doing the whole thing? It definitely sounds like you're doing the whole thing. I mean, they released the logo with his claws slashing Deadpool's face. So it it has to be, right? They can't... I mean, it, this can't be an X-Force level like, oh, oh, this is a big deal. Look at all these characters. And then they kill him in five seconds. <laughs> like, You do realize how much they hyped up X-Force. They didn't hype it this much, though. Also, Wolverine can't die, so... Uh, mm-hmm. they yeah, can't they're... do this they <laughs> you hate that i'm right <laughs> but you need to accept it it's going to come out it's going to be fantastic and we're going to see huge jacked man return to his role i am going to laugh if he's only in the movie for five minutes <laughs> i refuse to believe that will be the case I, I, i'm gonna laugh he's gonna I... he's going to be the cable of deadpool 3 He's going to be the buddy cop that doesn't want to be the buddy cop. He, he's going to be the the Murtaugh to Ryan Reynolds's rigs. Mm-hmm. They're gonna it's it's lethal weapon. They're they're gonna lethal weapon this whole fucking thing. Yep. And you know what? Fine. Go ahead. It's gonna be great. Do it. I love it. Thank you. Let's see if you manage to maintain the R that was promised. Yeah, when they were discussing how they worked this deal out, Kevin Feige was saying, you know, this this is something they've been pursuing for years, but because of all the issues with the rights with Fox, they they couldn't work out something. And then when they were talking to Hugh Jackman about it, uh, he was saying back when he filmed Logan, he hadn't seen Deadpool, and it, you know he didn't know how good it was, and so he he really didn't have any interest in doing the character anymore because he thought it'd just be more of the same, and he thought Logan was a good way to send off the character and call it a day well then disney purchased everything so this is a new company for him new production basically new legs new life for the character to be done in a way he feels he wants to do again uh i I also found it kind of funny in some of the articles about it because he was talking about how his workout program was going so well to get jacked for the role again 
that uh, he can't fit in, <laughs> in his Broadway outfits anymore. And they keep having to make him new outfits for his Broadway stage production <laughs> because he's too jacked to fit in his tights. How old is Hugh Jackman? He's on steroids, dude. Like, uh, I mean, they're all yes, yes, of course he's juiced, but... <laughs> Huge jacked man. Let's find out how old he is. That man was, like, in his 30s in, like, the first X-Men movie. He is currently 54 years old. So he'll be around 55 years old once he, uh... Finishes production. What the fuck? <laughs> That's awesome, ain't it? What the fuck? Tom Brady's still playing quarterback in the NFL at forty-five. He can, uh, he can, uh, he can oh take my... some steroids and get buff. Oh my god! Why not? I mean, hey, if you've got the money, you know, The Rock is fifty years old. So, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not natural. What are these, like, jack dudes over 50 doing? Testosterone replacement. Oh, TRT. Yes. They're on TRT. (laughs) You can go to any health clinic right now and get TRT. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure they give 12-year-olds TRT. Come out as unnatural right goddamn now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally natty, bro. (laughs) If I hear one more video of people asking what your diet is and all you say is fucking chicken, rice, and broccoli, I will will flip this goddamn table a third time (laughs) in my mind. Yeah, that's so so frustrating, right? (laughs) Just gross and just bold the lies are and like these hollywood and wrestling and all it's these like, things like oh hugh jackman yeah. you're in such good shape what do you eat it's like oh, oh i eat chicken i eat broccoli i eat rice you know like i just maintain the weight uh, like sometimes <laughs> i eat a slice of toast when i wake up in the middle of the night and then i <laughs> like you're so go back full to of shit it's like motherfucker <laughs> You're right into the gills, man. It's like you have a personal trainer shooting TRT into your butt cheeks. Just <laughs> fucking, just fucking say it. It's okay. We we all know. We all get. It's not a secret. We're literally paying for the procedure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hilarious. How oh my god! Just like, they think they're fooling everybody. I think honestly, it's because like uh, back in the day, WWF. Mm-hmm. They not the World Wildlife Federation or whatever <laughs> foundation. It's like the wrestling one. World wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got under a lot of scrutiny after um, several wrestlers had incidents, and they were attributing it to roid rage and stuff like that. Reality is probably just CTE. Oh yeah, uh, concussions do that. But. Uh, it it created a big hullabaloo with the FDA and all these other organizations. Like, oh, you gotta start testing them for steroids, and I mean, it's 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 not like real sport. It's not like they're it, right. And this... Most most real sports are currently proliferated with steroids anyway. They just figure out where the P tests are going to be, and then they right <laughs> they take it in a way that they can avoid yeah, getting they're... it detected. But uh, yeah, it's, it's I I don't know why they just aren't upfront about like, it like at, yeah at least john cena i do a little testosterone yeah it's like and it, i work out a lot like with it, a private trainer at least john cena had the good sense to when asked say 
Uh, I can't really confirm that, but I can tell you if you took, if you tested me right now, uh, you would not be able to tell one way or the other. (laughs) It's like, it's like that, that's a tacit admission. They know what they're doing. They they know exactly what they're doing. It's it's not a secret. So yeah. Why are we all playing pretend? Legality, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Elsewhere in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, we got a first look at Ant-Man 3. Quantum Mania. What'd you think? Uh, I find it funny everybody's calling him Spider Man. <laughs> I think everybody's calling him uh was it Lava Lava Boy and Oh uh, let's see, uh, Oh just because someone found a picture that uh Because was, everything is drowned in CG, bad CG, just it, like that it, movie is. It's starting to look Lava like Girl S- and Spy Kids three D. Uh what is it? What is it called? It's Shark Boy. Shark Boy, yeah. It all came out after I was already like yeah. grown, so I didn't give a fuck. But Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. yeah. It looks like <laughs> the characters in the set from that that movie. It just yeah. slightly more polished like with it, Paul Rudd. It's like it's it's a set. We we know this is they're doing it in the volume. <laughs> <laughs> like well, we get it. Yeah, it looks interesting. I don't know if I'm down for any more of this MCU. I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm, <laughs> like my patience you, is wearing thin. You, you finally felt the fatigue. I, I I gave them two years worth of movies and TV shows to you know get something going after Thanos was over. But they haven't succeeded up to this point, and in in fact they've produced worse and worse material as time has gone on. Like the last products they put out were she-hulk and love and thunder to there there is just uh, there there is one thing that's literally coming out tomorrow as of the this recording or maybe it even came out tonight is it the werewolf by midnight no although if you haven't seen werewolf by midnight you should it's fun all right, great. Yeah. Um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, there's a lot riding on that movie. There's a I lot. Think an unfair amount of pressure. An entirely unfair amount. On that movie. And uh, it's all because everything up to this movie has been it, mediocre to bad. It, right. Uh, for this movie to have to hopefully come swoop in and save marvel from themselves yeah it's it's unfortunate but yeah it does kind of fall to this movie to yeah. like like if this movie does not do well they may have to do some restructuring at marvel they need to nail it they desperately need to nail it they, i mean they they delayed all their movies this is later in the news but they delayed all of their big releases coming up for next year into 2024 and 2025 it, it's because almost like, of directors leaving writers yeah. failing to write anything <laughs> just all sorts of chaos going on behind the scenes it's like we're, we're all waiting to see how this movie does and mind you this is a movie with an aztec underwater man with footy with, wings with footy wings with yeah. footy wings <laughs> the the Rock called out for not being buff enough. Of course he did, because he feels like he earned it with all of the 
roids that he's taken. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you saying that Namor is a natty? Uh, I think uh, Namor, Namor might. Namor? Na- Namor might be all natural. All right, all right. Which he explains you know, why he's a little soft around the edges. A, you know? a little bit. Also, he's uh, he's kind of uh, revered as a king, or no, not as a king, a god in this movie. Well, you know, when you're a little pudgy, you float better. <laughs> as we know, he's king of an underwater kingdom. Yeah, I mean, when you're revered as a god and they're often offering up sacrifices to you, uh, all of those sacrifices can tend to kind of like uh, add extra pounds, as it were. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If they're calling him a god, doesn't that mean like the god butcher should have attacked him first? Also, was he at the orgy in Love and Thunder? Don't don't connect this to that. <laughs> it's the don't, same don't, universe. Don't, don't, He's a don't, god. Don't don't. He gets an invite. Okay, just because the people that follow him are calling him a god <laughs> does not actually make him a god. Then what makes everybody else a god? They had like a what was it like a. Like an emoji as <laughs> a fucking okay. god in Love and Thunder. They've ruined the <laughs> they've ruined the canon. They, they've ruined the concept of what a god is. Sure, but and an eternal for that matter. And an eternal. Apparently, you can be an eternal and, and still be and, deaf. And 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 a celestial. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm going to judge you eventually (laughs) (laughs) but first my tv dinner my tv dinner uh in the meantime have harry styles i guess (laughs) (laughs) Eh. Uh, aztec god king that is what they're doing with namor in the like i i remember hearing that from like the second trailer it was like uh, uh uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the character that says it. The uh, Mbaku is uh telling like whoever's running Wakanda at the moment is like they don't call him general or king. They call him cool, like Kukul Khan, a uh, feathered serpent god. Uh, it's like you, you can't kill him. Is like, okay, you can't kill him. You've already eliminated the stakes of this movie. Uh, A little bit. A little bit. Um, There's already uh, talk of basically everybody in this movie getting upstaged potentially by Doctor Doom. Wait, what? (laughs) Where did he come into this? Uh, It's being rumored that the entire conflict between Wakanda and uh, whatever, I think they're calling it Talokan, the underwater people that uh, serve under Namor, um, is all like an orchestrated plot by one Doctor Doom. What? (laughs) No! What are you doing? Now, mind you... Tap the brakes. Uh, this is also... Uh, rumors like this are coming out uh, during a phase of rumors uh, not unlike what happened with uh, WandaVision, where everybody was waiting for fucking Mephisto to show up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
So I guess we'll find out soon enough. We're going to find out soon enough. They might be completely unsubstantiated. But Boy, they're rumors. I, I, I hope they're wrong because <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> the, that, that gives... Oh, I hope that's not true. Mm. I hope that's not true. I really... I desperately hope that that's not true. Because if they... No, if that if that's the way they proceed, Fantastic Four, they might as well not make it. Now, mind you, it's like I don't want that to be true, but we're already going to be getting Ironheart in this movie yeah, randomly. Fine, <laughs> you know, I I kind of get it. You know, she's technologically savvy. Admires the technologically savvy nation. Okay. See, I, I'm waiting to watch this move to watch this movie, just hoping that they're going to basically do to Ironheart what they did to Ms. Marvel and completely change her backstory. <laughs> we'll see. Well, yeah, we're gonna see. We'll see. <laughs> They haven't been great when they do that. Generally speaking, they tend to stumble and fall on their face when they totally change the backstory. I think Thor is probably the one exception. Like making Ms. Marvel a mutant. Well, because we we really were we were never doing Inhumans again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's concerning. We also got some footage of. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that will be premiering on Disney Plus. Did you get a chance to see any of that? Why is Kevin Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's in it. By the way, we would not be getting any of this Kevin Bacon content if he hadn't been totally defrauded. Because he was part of that whole Ponzi scheme. When uh, all that went down, he had a bunch of money like invested with him. Oh, and all his money, all his life legacy, all his royalties just went out the window overnight because oh, this dude no. Bernie Madoff stole all his money. Oh yeah. no, yeah, yeah. So now he's literally got to work until he dies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's the only reason we're getting all this Kevin Bacon content, <laughs> which I'm I'm happy about because he's a good actor and he, you know. He's a scene stealer. He's got a very unique face that stands out and makes a unique character. But uh, yeah, poor guy. That dude's working till the day he dies. Yeah, he definitely seemed like he was trying to retire. Yeah, yeah. But hey, looks great in this role. Looks fun. There's just one problem. Wasn't he already Sebastian Shaw in X-Men First Class? Yeah, but those universes aren't connected. We know this. Mm, I mean, it's we're fine. bringing over Deadpool. It's, and it's it might fine. be a little connected. It's fine. And you say it's fine, but I don't know if it's fine. Well, well you see with the multiverse and uh, Kang uh, and uh, Loki going from here to here and doing this and then Spider-Man changing uh, the multiverse with his, his stupid wish uh, with uh, Doctor Strange. And, uh, it, you know, we're good. I'm going to flip the table a fourth time. We already murdered Xavier. What more do you want? <laughs> uh, 
if you're going to make this man have to act, could you at least give him a role where he's not just himself (laughs) (laughs) having to be chased by a space barbarian in order to be presented to a space doofus for the sake of being a gift to him because... Oh, my God. It's because Peter Quill is a fan of Footloose, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think this is like... The Guardians of the Galaxy are perfect for holiday specials because everything can just be Peter Quill like introducing these Earth holidays and trying to force them to enjoy it, (laughs) like with the Christmas sweaters and all this other stuff. Wait a minute. I love it. He's introducing Christmas. Where's Jesus Christ? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he cares? (laughs) We're having Santa. Space Santa. And you're going to like it. Okay, Space Santa, sure. Are we calling the Santamus? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we're saying... That's exactly what the Marvel Universe needs right now. We need uh, Peter Quill, the missionary to the universe, (laughs) spreading the gospel. (laughs) If we're saying that Thor and the entire Norse pantheon, as well as Zeus and the entire Greek pantheon exist, (laughs) where's Jesus? That's fair, dog. That's fair. (laughs) I think, uh, if if if... I'm not wrong, I think they alluded that uh, Jesus was the one of the Eternals. They make allusions to basically every religious figure being one of the Eternals. Of all the things they could have connected him to, <laughs> son of a bitch. It's like that comic where uh, Jesus fought Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to find that for the wall. By the way, if you're watching the YouTube channel, I made some adjustments. I fixed the off-centering <laughs> of, of the wall. I added some additional soundproofing. So hopefully you notice in the audio quality as well. And uh, rearranged everything a little bit with uh, the comic covers we have posted. Of course, I used the uh, uh, New 52 DC uh, Bombshell Girl variant covers uh, that I really liked on the wall. But uh, I'm going <clears throat> I'm actively going out and trying to complete the collection of the, the covers of the week that we've had up to this point. And then eventually I'll have these all replaced with the covers of the week. And then anything on the side, I'll just use more... Uh, frame comics that i love and enjoy so okay little little teaser for future production here and then we we obviously added some lights and stuff i'm gonna probably do some more with that in the near future so you'll see some changes uh on the youtube channel going forward hopefully enjoy them let let us know give us some feedback if there's anything else you'd like to see or any direction that uh you think you would enjoy all right back to the point at hand uh yeah it's it's concerning <laughs> that there seems to be no direction and uh since they've opened the multiverse mm-hmm. kind of pandora's box we're really yeah. losing track of what the fuck's going on and who's what where yeah <laughs> which makes it all the more like silly that steve rogers is still dead and <laughs> yeah like, why are all these characters still dead if like we're getting multiple versions of everybody from every universe and canon uh, and all- reasons 
Uh, also, hearing uh, potential <clears throat> reports of Robert Downey Jr. returning, which they're probably like, fuck, <laughs> we should have paid him. <laughs> well, this is not going as well as we predicted. Uh, yeah. Uh, turns out people don't like their favorite characters being killed off and replaced with different, lesser, less interesting characters and versions of the characters in some weird, obnoxious comedy skit movie slash TV series. Uh, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe. 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 Uh... But we'll see. Maybe we should get people who have written a law show before to write a law show. (laughs) And maybe not contribute nine episodes when you have no idea what the show's about. Yeah. This isn't Seinfeld. This isn't a show about nothing. They wanted it to be a show about nothing. They they desperately wanted that to be superhero Seinfeld. (sighs) Anyway, speaking of dysfunction with Marvel, one that... Very literally, it's close to home. The Blade production has been shut down. Oh, right. Uh, Yes, for those of you who are unaware, we are coming to you from Columbus, Ohio, which is very close to where they were going to start uh, production for the Blade movie, which would have been Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, Emery and I were answering casting calls for it. Uh, See if we could get our goofy asses in there. Yeah, find our way into a Marvel movie. Mediocre. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of mediocre, apparently the reason or potential reasons why production's been halted is because, well, the director left and the star of the movie, Mahershala Ali, uh, have been making complaints about the script being mediocre. Now, here at Hit the Books Podcast, obviously, we're big fans of mediocre. (laughs) But in this case, not so much. Uh, Absolutely not. It was was kind of funny how it happened, because my, my wife found the posting for, you know, asking for actors and extras to come and commit to this like portion of November to come and yeah yeah do some stuff on set and uh yeah I sent it to you and obviously we applied for it and then literally the next day the The next day the director Bassam Tariq walked off the set and said I'm done I'm not doing this (laughs) (laughs) and they were literally like less than a month away from starting production (laughs) and the guy shuts it all down so now Marvel's scrambling to find somebody to replace him. They've canceled basically the production dates. And assuming it's still in Cleveland, we'll still try to s- sneak in there somehow. But uh, yeah, it if, does, doesn't look good. If anything needs to be canceled or redone, apparently it's the script. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you alluded to, the primary actor playing Blade was saying that there's in the entire script two fight scenes. And they're not particularly good or long ones. What do you come to a Blade movie for? <laughs> it's like it's, we're going to make this long series about a vampire slayer and have two fight scenes in the entire show. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you joking? Are you out of your mind? If you want... To have any chance, any shot, to be considered as good or better, dare I say, 
than any of the Blade movies where we had Wesley Snipes. The one person which most people have been asking and clambering for this whole time. Yeah. You had better do more than two lackluster action scenes. Yeah. That, I mean, it... like that movie, the very first Blade movie, opens with a fucking action scene. An action scene that hits so goddamn hard, it influenced the style of several movies unconnected to it afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. We do not have The Matrix with its aesthetic without Blade. We do not have X-Men with its aesthetic without Blade. Which you have a lot of complaints about. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> like if X-Men was going to copy anyone, uh, like um, it, it shouldn't have been Blade. But everyone liked it. Everyone was on board because the, the heroes all wearing black was like a cool thing at the time. That's because Blade hit so goddamn hard. It made wearing all black look fucking cool. Yeah, no doubt. Which is weird, by the way. They they kind of took a risk doing that, because in the comics, Blade is not, like, decked out in just black leather all the time. Oh, no. Blade is usually depicted with, like, a red outfit. And it's it's like very he, over the top. It's like uh, reds and greens, weirdly. Yeah. Uh, they actually make a reference to it in, like, the... Uh, the intro montage of Blade 2. You actually get to see, like... Uh, the young kid version of Blade wearing like the comics accurate oh, really? like uh, outfit. I haven't watched those movies in so long. It's I mean, and usually when I watch those movies, it was on like TV, yeah, like, TBS or something, TNT. <clears throat> oh yeah, that that's generally how I watched it. So of course those are edited for time and like ratings. So yeah, <clears throat> uh, it's it's been a while. It's it, been a hot minute. It, yeah, uh, of course our uh, series uh, comic movie master list <laughs> needs to make a return. And I'm, soon and if it does obviously we'll have to get to those movies yeah i think we ended in the late 70s so we're moving into the 80s i think, Sup oh, I think superman might yeah be the next movie yeah we there are some other movies we got to go through including like the 70s doctor strange which oh buddy <laughs> there yeah <laughs> i don't think it can get any weirder than what we did though with that last wonder woman movie we reviewed if you have not watched our series <laughs> comic movie master list they are so ridiculous and fun i highly recommend you watch the movie we're talking about and then join us for the discussion because it's oh. some of the oh. shit is outrageous it's it's hysterical and then some stuff is like sneaky good, like Tales from the Crypt, the first one. Yeah. That was not one I expected to be great, but it, it was great. It weirdly held up. Yeah, yeah. It was totally good. Yeah, but uh oh, Wonder Woman movie with a weird blonde Wonder Woman doing a <laughs> secret agent thing. Yeah. And her villain is Ricardo Montalban for some reason. <laughs> Delightful. Yeah, it's uh, it was wacky. It was goofy. Go watch it. Um, <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. For all of the wrong reasons. There was no good reason to watch that movie. Yeah. Um, going back, Blade. You know it's bad when both the director and the star of the movie are saying, yeah, no, we're not doing this. Yeah, that's a big problem. That's a real big problem. And these are problems you don't typically experience with Marvel. Disney's interpretation of Marvel 
has never really had this. Yeah. So it's extremely concerning that you're bringing on these new talent, you know, directors, producers, writers, obviously actors, actresses, and they're walking off set and canceling projects weeks before they start production. It, it's almost like Feige might be spread too thin. And Could th- be. And they may not have ever actually planned to do Blade, but uh, Mahershala Ali said he wanted to be in a Marvel movie. And he said, like, I want to be Blade. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll make something work. Uh, give us some time. Yeah. And uh, finally getting around to doing it, and lo and behold... It's written poorly, and this is all under the sort of Damocles that I like to call the PG-13 rating. Oh. And if there's one thing that you really shouldn't do with Blade, it's making PG-fucking-13. You know what vampires are, right? Disney, are you listening? If you can do an R-rated Deadpool... You can do an R-rated blade. Yes, yes. So that that's concerning. A lot of interesting stuff there. Hopefully, they come back, make the production because A, Blade's an awesome character, and I want to see Blade. Yeah. And B, we might have a chance to sneak into the production. So A, yeah. let's go. They don't film in Ohio that much. No, help us out. It, 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 come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up on the news, uh, Marvel is reportedly turning Armor Wars into a movie. So it was originally slated as a TV series for Disney Plus, a six-episode TV series, and they have decided, for whatever reason, that it's going to be a movie now. This could be one of two things: a, it was so good, and they're so happy with it that this deserves a movie release and production status. That's what I hope. B, it's so bad and they had so little content (laughs) that they realized they don't have six episodes worth of content or story for this. Let's just make it a movie and call it a day. I don't know which it is. There's there's... Neither neither do I. I. I don't think anything about Armor Wars has come to light. Like, not even a little bit. But recent history has really really may be concerned that this is probably, probably a t- ticking time bomb yeah yeah we're we're gonna see um as soon as they release literally anything having to do with the movie because right now i think the public at large is in the dark with what this movie is going to be about outside of it being a war machine movie which also begs the question why didn't we just call this War Machine? Because Ironheart's going to be in it. Mother... <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a... Uh, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve judgment. going to reserve judgment until like I see some footage from this movie. Could be great. Could Could be terrible. Could be terrible. Could could absolutely be terrible. Time will tell. Hey, maybe uh, Robert Downey Jr. comes back <laughs> and saves the movie. That's that's their secret cameo. Yeah, cross your fingers. 
Uh, Iron Man from another timeline. Yeah. Maybe they'll get like the dick bag timeline of uh Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> coming in <laughs> with his like infinity suit, you know, with the nano cells and everything. They already did the nano cells, but like the true white Iron Man suit. Oh, you mean superior Iron Man. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Where but, you know those parts symbiote, right? Wow. <laughs> That's real dumb. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> I mean, it, it's cool looking. Looks fresh as fuck. It does. By the way, my totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. Got to mention it. I'm a huge Bengals fan. Cincinnati Bengals NFL team. My son was born right before the Thursday night. Bengals game in Cincinnati on primetime. Oh. On Amazon Prime. So Prime on Prime Action, where they debuted the White Tiger helmets in uniforms. They painted the field with the White Tiger stripes instead of the orange. They tigered the the tiger. <laughs> they, <Yeah>. <laughs> they colored the logo with the black and white stripes. Looked dope as fuck. And then they they asked like everybody attending the game to participate in the whiteout. And so everybody came in like white jerseys, white outfits, you know, with Bengals. It it was convenient because their Super Bowl uniforms from last year were white with the Bengals logo on it and the Super Bowl 56 logo on the other side. So, like, it looked awesome. And I got to sit there with my recently very, like, hours old son Mm -hmm. and watch the Bengals game on primetime win in this newly debuted uniform. And it was dope as fuck. And if anybody who cares is listening, I'm trying to get a, a white tiger Bengals helmet and get it signed by everybody that was on the the staff and the team that night to sign it at some point. So that's that's my new life project so that I can give it to my son on his 18th birthday and be like, the day you were born, this happened. Shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. If any of you knows, uh, or if you are someone who plays for the Cincinnati Bengals team and you're listening, uh, and do. you're not, <laughs> let's, let's be clear, you're not. <laughs> uh, hey, but hey, hey, the the obviously the people at Marvel are listening. Yeah, so. the the internet is a weird, wide place. You <laughs> never know. <laughs> so just putting that out in the ether. Yeah, yeah you know, if you want to help me find some players to sign a a white Bengals helmet, I'll pay for it. Oh, but I want to I want to put this project together, give it to my son on his 18th birthday. It was you, it was an awesome experience. I just you I just say that. you as a fan, it, you heard it here, folks. And who knows? Maybe he'll play for the Bengals one day. Who knows? You never know. Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll he can, see. He can be a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that when you're five foot ten. So oh dang yeah dude he he might need to outgrow you <laughs> but, but yeah fortunately his mom's five two so we'll see oh good luck kid yeah i'm, I'm rooting for you roll the dice <laughs> also concerned about his brain a little bit so mm. kicker sounds good yeah punter maybe that's yeah, all right. No, as long as you're not taking those hits every down yeah Ooh. protect the brain not, not a linebacker all right. Yeah. Uh, next up on the news, we've finished with our Marvel segment here. Um, the Simpsons has premiering a Death Note parody for its Halloween special this year, and it looks awesome. Have you seen the? I saw it, but why? 
It's fun. It's cool. It definitely. Do you mean to tell me that after drawing The Simpsons in a particular art style this whole time that yeah. we're just going to yeah. show that we can do a different art style and do it actually pretty well and just... We're just going to let that genie out of the bottle and hope that no one complains when we put it back in. <laughs> well, it's not like they haven't done it before. Like this is this is pretty common with like uh animated sitcoms. Family Guy does it a lot where they change the art style. South Park when they were making fun of Family Guy. Uh, yeah, the... <laughs> but Bart Simpson in the it, Peter Griffin. It, it, it just—it seems like a lure for people who are into anime to finally watch another fucking Simpsons episode. <laughs> well, it, it looks cool, uh, and I—I I know a lot of people have given up on the Simpsons you know, a long time ago. Like, I mean, it's—it's it's kind of impressive that they're somehow still going, which makes me wonder: like, is there just nothing else to watch on Fox? Is, oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, I thought it looked really cool. It's Halloween. Halloween special of Hit the Books podcast. Why not mention it? So, Treehouse of Horrors. Treehouse of Horrors. I don't know Horrors. which number it is because they, they're like 58 seasons in. So Good we, fucking God. <laughs> I don't. That's, I Too just, many. I'm just guessing. But yeah, it's it's a lot of seasons. Just bring back Futurama for the love of God. <laughs> for the sixth time. Uh, it, yes. For the seventh if we need it. <laughs> I love Futurama. I'm with you on this. Almost 100%. However, the last time they ended the series, they ended it so perfectly, I kind of don't want it to come back. Mm. I'm kind of happy where they left it. I want them to do something that isn't disenchantment. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. They are bringing King of the Hill back, and they did bring Beavis and Butthead back. So there is other content out there. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. There's <laughs> definitely a chance. Okay. I, um, I just kind of wish there wasn't on this particular one, as much as I love future. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to agree with me, by the way. Uh, it's just how I feel. Uh, I'm done with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up on the news, we got some uh, concept art and a new reveal for the Prime Videos fallout project of course based on the fallout video games have you seen this i have and you know i don't know how i feel about it i really don't know how i feel about it because i feel like the there's already a show that's kind of doing this called the last of us (laughs) (laughs) Is, is that on hbo max I yeah, I it's on so, HBO yeah. Max. So they just need the a competitor. They need a dystopian competitor. Fucking apparently, <laughs> <laughs> like the entire conceit of the Fallout games is that you go and experience the post-apocalypse, the post-nuclear apocalypse, in whatever direction and at whatever speed you want. Yeah. In a weirdly maintained in the 50s aesthetic. Yeah, it's. I think this is going to be the part that's most interesting to see how they adapt it to a live action series. Right. How are they going to find that balance between like the comedic element of Fallout? and Because it's very comedic. And the serious nature of the content itself. 
you know right fallout is not meant to be taken seriously it's very tongue-in-cheek like goofy over the top you know uh, right it's it's, like all of that is just a backdrop as a dark reflection of you know uh, shit that exists nowadays yeah but the subject material itself is very dark and very like kind of terrifying which is why it's such a unique property and works so well yeah i don't know how you adapt that into a series i I mean and you know the thing that i think i'm going to end up drawing parallels with is the last of us has clickers the fallout series has ghouls Mm -hmm. like are we just going to do a series where someone has to brave going out into the post-apocalypse in search of something that might help you know the human race get back on its feet in the midst of you know trying to dodge and outwit all of these mindless creatures that try to get them at every turn did i or did i not just describe both of these shows at the same time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think the the big differentiator is that Fallout is not really about a specific character. There's not really significant character development or growth right. to any extent. Whereas Last of Us is entirely about character development and growth amongst like deep storytelling. Right. It, it's almost like the, the conceit of a Bethesda game is that you are the main character. Like, in the truest sense, you are the one that makes all of the fucking decisions. They're now going to have to completely come up with a character from scratch that no one's really going to have any connection to. Yeah. It's it's intriguing. I, I, <laughs> this is going to be wild. If nothing else, they're completely free to do whatever the fuck they want with the main character because... Yeah. I mean, the main character can make whatever fucking choice either you would make or you wouldn't make. Well, have you seen these uh, Netflix shows where they have kind of your pick-your-own-adventure style show? No, I haven't. So Black Mirror did one. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it's a specific like side movie slash episode of black mirror it's not tied to the actual show on the the app yeah where you basically pick your own adventure in the storytelling and then there's a lot of uh man versus wild with bear grills where it's like select your own adventure and it's basically a game yeah you know it's a it's, it's a, like an interactive movie yeah yeah and it's it's interesting i don't think it's for everybody you know i yeah i, I did the the bear grills a few of the bear grills ones and i'm like this is fun for what it is i guess but it's, you know, it's a way to burn a half hour, hour. It sounds like a David Cage video game. <laughs> I mean, it's not that tedious, but uh, <laughs> it's very, like, you know, cut and dry. Like, here's the base, the most basic of basic stories. Like, now follow it. I think it's you know, this it's a, way or this way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you cage him or do you run away from him? Do you throw meat at him or do you, you know? Eat your shoes. I don't know. You know stu- <laughs> just stupid stuff. You Do know? you drink your own pee again? <laughs> <laughs> you just keep repeating it. Making Bear girls drink his own piss. Uh, I, I'm out, out of any other options. I have to drink my own pee. I don't think he's Australian. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I went You're still Steve, on Huge Jackman. I'm still on Huge Jackman, but uh, I 
in my mind, Playing Bear I, Grylls. I was thinking Steve Irwin. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Oh, man. It's like, oh, yeah, he's a weird outdoor nature survivalist. Because if you can survive Australia's nature, you can survive anything. I would assume. <laughs> I don't know what, how much more there is out there. Maybe the Arctic. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, if you can survive. The only thing trying to kill you in the Arctic is weather. Uh, yeah, the cold. <laughs> Australia, you get weather and everything else. <laughs> and everything else. Oh, I'm still remembering that unfortunate moment in which Australia just caught fire. <laughs> just <laughs> as a nation. It just... Yeah. It's like California. Just, why not? Yet. Light a match. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all on fire. We can't stop it. Just let it burn. It's uh. just it's just dry as hell out here, and those koalas are freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had to burn the disease off them. Oh. Uh, get rid of the herpes or whatever they have. Oh, and they cry like human children. Oh, yikes. Oh, oh that's terrifying. It's, it's, it's cringe in, like... A way that you can only feel deep down in your fucking soul. It's you mean like... down under? No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you, Australia. We, we, we love you very much in hope that you never catch fire again. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with the sentiment. Uh, try not to burn down again. Please. However, if you want to kill some of those critters by burning them, it's probably best. Off screen. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> koalas are probably okay. Yeah, koalas I'm are talking pro- about like these snakes and spiders and little stinging fish that'll kill you in 10 seconds. Oh, so you're not talking about the uh, overwhelming emu war that they lost back in the 1800s. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the kangaroos that deck you on the chin and try to drown your dog yeah delightful creatures why are they so jacked (laughs) (laughs) trt (laughs) they're packing in that pouch man oh no (laughs) Uh, yeah if you can survive there you can survive anywhere yep what a place next up on the news for you whovians doctor who has found a new home it's going to Disney Plus. Wait, what? Yes. But why? And it's not the only weird thing going to Disney Plus. So is the new sequel to Bleach. Bleach 1000 Years War is also coming to Disney Plus. Are they just buying these? I what? don't know. What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> and what's weird is like stuff that's on Netflix here in the US is yeah. on Disney Plus elsewhere. Right. Which is, again, like, what is going on with the rights sharing here? It's like, is this just like, oh, we're purchasing space on your app for people to play this? I guess. Like, what? How? I mean, this is like, if there was, like, a property that was literally too British for the rest of the world, I would think it's Doctor Who. Yeah, it's just, it's a weird place to put it. And I mean, Doctor Who has been on Netflix for as long as I can remember. Right. Which makes it double weird. Right. Like, there's, why like, there's an app that already has your show. Yeah. 
it's it's just strange and then to top the strangeness off for the first time ever the new doctor who is an old doctor who oh no it, is it tenet again it is tenet again oh my god <laughs> he is going to be the new doctor who <laughs> again <laughs> which is kind of awesome but also kind of weird because they've never done this ever. <laughs> and I, I don't know what to feel or think about this. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Are you uh, a Whovian? Do you watch Doctor y- Who? Yeah, I, I watched uh, uh, Christopher Eccleston, uh, number nine. Uh, Tenet, number ten. Uh, Matt Smith, number 11. Uh, I watched a, a little bit of... Uh, what's his name? The the older gentleman. Uh, the number 12. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I can picture him. I can't think of his name, yeah, though. The guy who played uh, the thinker in The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, then they had the female Doctor Who. Y- yeah. Which is the most recent iteration that just got yeah, yeah, regenerated. Jo- yeah, Jodie Whittaker. Yep. Back to David Tennant. Back to David Tennant. Just like you, I believe- you're, you're skipping <laughs> three other doctors to go back to him. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, right? Like, what the... I, I assume he's the most popular one, right? I mean, maybe Smith, uh, but okay. I, I not, feel like... Not three, it was two doctors. It was... Uh... Peter, what is his name? We'll flash it on the screen. Yeah, flash it on the screen. You you know the one. Uh, <laughs> like, you're bypassing number 12 and number 11 to go all the way back to 10. Yeah. Is this... Is this because the ratings were really low? Probably. Probably. People I haven't could, heard great things about the pe- most recent iteration of Doctor Who. People couldn't get on board with Whitaker. That is that is unfortunate. Uh, yeah. I again, yeah. I have I have watched very little Doctor Who. I, yeah. I watched some of the Smith series, and then I watched a little bit of the Tenant series. From what I've seen, Capaldi. Capaldi. Yeah. Peter, Peter Capaldi. Capaldi. That's yep. right. Nailed uh, it. Yep. <laughs> Took me a minute. Mediocre. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But I I feel like if you need to get, like, fan hype up again, especially if you're going to somewhere like Disney+, Plus where they're spending probably big bucks to get you, I would imagine they're like, all right, we got to get some fanfare going. Go with she, the doctor she, you know, I she guess. She tried her hardest, and, you know, some people like her, but for whatever reason, the audience won't accept her as Doctor Who. We got we to gotta do something to kind of shock the fans and do something unprecedented which is what they did you know and i mean i i suspect that the peter capaldi version was also getting long in the tooth which is why they did something so dramatic as changing doctor who to a female right yeah yeah i I think it makes sense from a i I was pretty sure that there was supposed to be a 
a black Doctor Who next? Yeah, it was rumored. Just yeah. like James Bond was, you know, they're rumoring that James yeah. Bond was going to be black in the next iteration as well. Yeah, they're still yeah. trying to make it make sense, I guess. We'll see. I mean, yeah. they, they could yeah. nail it. And it, I they, think they could. I think a lot I, of it comes down to was the, the actress charismatic enough for the character? Right. I think the, probably the answer is probably no. And that's more why that character failed more than anything else, more than, you know, changing the gender of the character. It's, yeah. It's, it's like probably the, because the actress and the, the, the people producing the show didn't do a good job of making that Doctor Who yeah, unique. Yeah, or like pop and stand out on their own. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all the recent Doctor Whos, excluding her, have really stood out. And I know that's true because I see the memes everywhere. Like yeah. Tenet, Capaldi. Uh, Smith, all these actors who portrayed Doctor Who have a really unique look. You know, yeah. This most recent one, she just looks like the most generic white woman of all time. <laughs> like all the previous Doctor Who's look really unique. They look a little weird, not not like in a ugly way, but they look unique, like uniquely British and weird looking. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. a look that yeah. you look at that guy and you're like, okay, yeah, he's kind of spindly. You know, he's got long, square features, rectangular features. Yeah. You know, almost exaggerated. You're like, oh, that's clearly like a British person. You know? Yeah. I think the the thing with Jodie Whittaker is that they made her seem oddly plain. Yeah, extremely plain. And yeah. I think that played into it probably. I, I can't speak I, for the audience. I, I'm not a huge Whovian or anything. I've, you know, I've watched a little bit of it, but that's I've yeah. never gone deep into it. And I'm obviously not a person who lives in the UK where the fandom is most pervasive and strongest. So I can't speak for everybody, but I assume it's just because she wasn't particularly good at the role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if nothing else, uh, it speaks volumes that they're going all the way back to tenant. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out on Disney plus (laughs) all weird. I still don't get that. Yeah. Next up on the news, Brendan Fraser has alluded that he would be open to doing another mummy movie. To which I say, don't. Brendan, this revival is great. I'm very happy for you. Keep it going. Don't do another mummy movie. Not unless you get all the way back into shape and somehow rope Rachel Weiss. Yeah, you you have to have the original love interest. You can't, you can't replace her like you did with the, the third, third movie. one. Yeah, uh, no, that was so bad. Like no no hate against Maria Bello, but uh, it doesn't work. She's not Rachel Weisz. No. So, just thought that was interesting. Thought I'd throw that in the news. Um, cautionary tale, if anything. Yep. Also, a person who came back from losing all their money. Yeah. 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 Obviously, apparently, because of his allegations of assault, not unlike Cyborg's actor, mm-hmm. uh, he got kind of blacklisted in Hollywood yeah. until very recently. So, interesting. Yeah. Kind of gross. Interesting indeed. We love Brendan Fraser. We do. We must protect him at all costs, including but, from himself. Uh, and a fourth movie that might be bad. Look. <laughs> <laughs> he already did Batgirl. let's pretend it didn't happen we're trying we're actively trying to pretend it didn't happen (laughs) also while i was out 
the Super Mario movie, debuted its new trailer. It did. What did you think? It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> is what I thought was going to be a joke by Chris Pratt, and only for him to reveal something closer to the original voice actor. Uh, but I don't think it was a joke. I think he's really just going to do his regular fucking voice. It's me, a Mario. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? He's going to sound <laughs> vaguely like he's from Brooklyn or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it looked good. I, uh, okay. I was really encouraged it, by the trailer. It, it's very pretty. I will give it that. It, it's very pretty. Yeah, it's incredibly pretty. But when your title... It's like Pixar level cr- pretty. But yeah, yes, this exactly. Is, this isn't some DreamWorks bullshit. Absolutely not. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> but when your main character sounds like your regular fucking dude, <laughs> as opposed to the voice... That we've been so accustomed to this whole time, for decades. What the fuck are you doing? And what's even worse, is that the original voice actor for Mario is in the movie. Is he really? Yeah. Doing what? Nobody fucking knows. What? (laughs) (laughs) It has to be like a cameo, like a Sanic type thing. Oh, it's got to be a cameo of some kind. But God damn it. If this wasn't the single most uh, anxiety-inducing announcement that I've ever seen in my life. That's nuts. Like I didn't, re- I didn't have any idea that they were using the original voice actor it, in the it, side. Yeah, yes, <sighs> I think his name is Charles Martinet, and I think uh, another voice actor went off on Twitter, uh, chastising this movie for not using Charles Martinet as the voice of Mario when he's literally right fucking there. <laughs> I know, to play devil's advocate, because that's all I do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always playing devil's advocate, because I am the devil. Uh, when you've got no kingdom to stand in, <laughs> I, you will threaten the kingdoms of others, uh, yes. even if it's the fucking mushroom I'll kingdom. I'll bring those walls down, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's a much bigger production than I ever gave it any credit for. It's clear that like the budget is there. The animation quality and consistency is there, at least in that trailer. Maybe they just polished it up real nice because it's a trailer, but the soundtrack sounded good. Like The audio quality was really good. The visual quality was really good. I, th- I don't think that the original Mario voice would be bearable for an hour, 45 minutes, two-hour movie. I think you would want to blow your brains out hearing that voice for two hours and i think that's probably why they made the decision to use somebody else now did it need to be chris pratt did they need to blow all that money for chris pratt who is not a voice actor who is just an actor (laughs) probably not but i understand why they went that direction keegan michael key is playing toad this was something that I completely forgot about when I watched the video. 
Did it weird you out when you heard him? It didn't weird me out. And I'll tell you why. It's because when I heard Toad, I heard Toad. I didn't hear Keegan-Michael Key. When I heard Mario, I heard Chris fucking Pratt. Now, that being said, I I haven't played a Mario game in many years. <laughs> Has Toad ever talked? Has there ever been, like, an iconic Toad voice? I don't think so. Uh, there have <laughs> been, uh, like, maybe not a stable voice, but there have been several people who have done... Something pretty close to what Keegan-Michael Key did over the last, like, couple decades. Whenever you've heard Toad say anything, he kind of sounded like that. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I heard Keegan-Michael Key sound like Toad, I, in my mind, was transported all the way back to the 90s cartoon Man, you're really dating yourself, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm a little old. Yeah. That cartoon is terrible, by the way. It, it was terrible. It's, it's real bad. But when you, as an actor, remind me, without like completely dousing it in your own fucking sound, of a sound that, for me personally, is unmistakably toad, you're doing something right. When the first thing I think of when I hear your fucking voice is, oh, this isn't this character, it's just this fucking actor, again, Chris Pratt. <laughs> I, I Obviously, we can't do this now, but I, I would be really curious if in some magical world we could like erase your memory of it. Do you have any idea that Chris Pratt is even in it and that there's any kind of you know professional acting talent doing the voiceovers in this movie? And then you watch that trailer again from scratch. I I wonder if your reaction would be the same. Hmm. Or if you just have a general distaste for Chris Pratt after Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I don't have a general distaste for Chris Pratt after Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I have a general tis- distaste for Chris Pratt after Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> <laughs> I love how such an inconsequential movie has <laughs> hurt you so much. <laughs> Can we all just do this now to Raptors? I tried it... last episode. Oh, did you? I did. How do you still have your hand? Well, I guess I did work. Son of a bitch. Clever girl. Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I, uh, I don't know. I'm uh, encouraged. Uh, I, 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 I expected nothing out uh, of this trailer, and I was pleasantly surprised in a lot of ways. Uh, okay, here's, <clears throat> here's the thing that's going to be the deal maker or the deal breaker. It's Luigi. Who's the voice actor for Luigi? Charlie Day. (laughs) (laughs) It's concerning. I feel like whoever casted for this movie just took like every funny sitcom and took their favorite person from that funny sitcom and said, you're in this movie now. Mm. Always sunny. It's always sunny. Parks and Rec. Yeah. The uh, Key and Peele. Tenacious D because we Jet got Black we, is because, it, yeah. yeah because Jet Black is ba- Jet Black Jack Black is Bowser. <sighs> yeah, I, honestly, of all the voices I heard in that trailer, I thought Jack Black's was the worst. Honestly, his I thought was was the most impressive. Really? Yeah, wow. 
Yeah, we're in totally different worlds then the, the, as far as our interpretations. Apparently. <clears throat> now, to be fair, I love Jack Black. I love Tenacious D. Love <clears throat> just about everything he does. But you know you know who Jack Black is. Like mm-hmm. no, we're not hiding anything. And I feel like in that voiceover I was like, Oh. Okay. That's, that's not quite what I was hoping for, but eh, whatever. I don't care about Mario that much. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just still saying. don't have blast processing, bitch. <laughs> Sega does what Nintendo don't, <laughs> which apparently includes making good movies. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's interesting because honestly, Nintendo with this Mario movie is doing what Sonic should have done originally, which is just make a CG fun movie with That's a big budget. True. Instead, they tried to force Sonic into this like live action world, which somehow worked. Against literally all odds. Super enjoyable, good movies. Yeah. But that was totally the wrong direction. They totally, like, obviously they fucked up the whole process with the CG and making this weird demon Sonic and (laughs) all this other stuff. But (sighs) they saved it. They saved it. They fixed it. It did so well that we got a sequel. Probably get that also did so well that we're getting at least a sequel in a TV series. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And I, I have high hopes for this. I think it'll be enjoyable. I think kids will love it. It'll probably sell some video games. And hopefully Nintendo releases a decent system by then. Cross your fucking that fingers. 20 years outdated at that point. That maybe doesn't rely so heavily on trying to be both mobile and home at you the same time. You can get a free tablet right now from any network provider. That, costs... that is more powerful than the Nintendo Switch. And costs less? Yeah, significantly less. Oh my god. It's insane what Nintendo is doing. <sighs> Insanity. But people keep paying it. I get it. People keep It's a cult. Sh- people keep shelling out the money. It's like Apple, but worse. <laughs> it's just a cult. It's it a is. cult following. You're never gonna purge it. It's just always going to be there. Mm. Cult status. They never have to innovate ever. All right. This is the last uh, movie slash TV item of the news. We are getting a lot of Silent Hill reveals. Most notably, a return to Silent Hill, the new movie, confirmed using the original director. Now, I don't know if you've seen the original Silent Hill movie. It's not great. It's not downright bad because there is some visual elements that are pretty cool. But that's just the Silent Hill franchise in general. It's that as bad as the second one. Well, we're going to have a second one. And here it is. Return to Silent Hill, the movie. This would be the third one. Is there is there three? The, uh, there, there is Silent Hill and Silent Hill Revelations. Which weirdly... What, which one is this one a sequel to, then? Uh... You know, that's a really good question. We'd previously heard about plans for a new movie from director Christopher Christoph Gans, who also directed the original Silent Hill in 2006. Okay, so this is a sequel to the original one. I wasn't aware of Revelations. I think the original Silent Hill earned a 5 out of 10 review from IGN. <laughs> it's not good. No. Uh, you know what other movie isn't good but is getting a sequel for no reason whatsoever? Constantine. 
That's a tax write-off. That's a tax write-off. James Gunn, if you're listening right now, ax it. Ax it! We don't need it. Actually, you know what? Recast. (laughs) What's Matt Ryan doing? Nothing. Nothing. He has a lot of free time. Let's let's uh, bring him in for a conversation. Yeah, just a conversation, just a friendly conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like he was a really good Constantine. Hashtag save Constantine. Hashtag save Constantine. Just not that one. Not like this. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> But uh, yeah, just wanted to allude to that so we can transition into our video game news. So, of course, as you all know, new segment process, moving into video game news. First up, Silent Hill. We got a lot of Silent Hill reveals. We did. Including a remaster, remake of Silent Hill 2, which is pretty good. I don't know if it's regarded as the best one, but it, it's really good. It's I think one and two are kind of always in contention. Yeah. Uh, typically, when people think of Silent Hill, they're usually thinking of Silent Hill 2 because of the pyramid head. It's true. And then we're also getting a brand new Silent Hill title, which a lot of people thought was dead. I mean, we thought Konami was dead. So we will see. Yeah. How this turns out, I'm very excited for the remake remaster of 2 cuz I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. Uh-huh. The the first one uh that one was on PlayStation with the very like close up draw distance because we couldn't really animate a full 3D uh environment and, you know, actually be able to see very far. Which actually made it a better game, like a scarier yeah, game. It actually added to the atmosphere doing that. That was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Um, Silent Hill 2 is uh, that's the one with a bunch of memes behind it, uh, specifically with the, the lead character, James Sunderland, just looking in the mirror and touching his face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, so I, I'm excited for that. Uh, I guess uh, the one I'm remembering is the original one, so I guess the first one is the best one. So why are they doing two? I don't know. Uh, probably I definitely, because I definitely played them all. It played one, two, and three. Yeah, two mm. is the one where you realize that the main character is just a very, very guilt-ridden man. Well, that's that's kind of the theme of every Silent Hill game. Uh, yeah, but his guilt is a little different. His guilt is a little more deserved. Yeah, I think depending on how you look. Basically, at it. all of them. The main character killed somebody. That's, uh, that's basically the final result of every Silent Hill game. Is that the main character did something horrendous to their wife or family or etc. Yeah, number two specifically the wife. Yeah, so. Uh, we'll see we'll see yeah obviously I, like pt was the big thing where they had kojima directing yeah. with guillermo del toro and it, trying to create this unique new interpretation of silent hill with kojima at the helm yeah and yeah. it's kojima guillermo del toro and norman fucking reedus 
So it's interesting to see how they handle this new interpretation because it almost certainly isn't PT. Oh, absolutely it's not. Almost certainly not going to be handled the way PT was anticipating being handled. Yeah, this is. I'm almost certain that this game is getting a remake because. Well, there was news of Resident Evil 4 being remade, and... I mean, the main character of 2 looks like what people would draw if they were trying to draw Leon by memory. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, dog. <laughs> it's I like, think... oh, like, vaguely similar. It's like... Do I get... Yeah. Uh, I'll go with this one. Medium length hair, <laughs> white guy, brunette. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah basic leather jacket yeah yeah well alan wakes the same way yeah oh god alan wakes the same character (laughs) (laughs) just for xbox (laughs) medium length hair white man generic medium length hair white dude there you go enjoy uh, enjoy generic horror white dude i don't know what's going on but I gotta get to the bottom of it. <laughs> like, why? Why not just leave? Speaking of generic, there is a uh, movie topic I missed that is very important. We need to go back to. Mm-hmm. James Earl Jones signed off on his AI distributed voice acting. So from now on, he will no longer be portraying characters like Darth Vader. An AI system will be acting in his place. Will he be getting paid every time it does? Apparently. So it's it's unclear if they paid him a lump sum or if he's getting like royalties every time it's used. I hope it's royalties. But that is the best gig of all time. I, I hope... Have a that... robot do your job for you and get paid to let it do it for you. Hey, if you can... That's amazing. If you can actively monetize your voice in such a way where... Oh, they have the file of what my voice would sound like if I were to say anything. It's sure, I'll I'll retire right now. <laughs> it's also kind of creepy, though. Yeah, not only is it creepy, there is definitely a concern when it comes to acting is that there's more to it than how your voice sounds. There's how a person portrays feeling something is so abstract and ethereal i don't know how an ai would even come close yeah i don't know if you've seen the uh real bot tech where they have like the the real facial expressions and everything yeah it's creepy how good it is like really creepy oh because the facial like you look at the face and you're like damn that that looks like a person like oh those those facial expressions and reactions and the way the eyes move and the mouth moves and everything like that's a that's a person like that that registers like every primal you know function in my brain that tells me that's a human being and i think we're getting to that point how does it feel to know that you might be one of the last people on earth to actually get married uh, do the futurama move yeah download uh lucy lou oh that might be a thing (laughs) yeah it's it's weird because like we already see it with the deep fake technology like people i mean it's getting pretty good where like 
completely replaces the person's face with whoever it is and then modulates their voice to sound almost exactly like the person. So you can literally have anybody play that role and just put the iconic voice and face over it. That's creepy. Because with that, you can make a person say or do anything you want. Maybe even admit to a crime. Especially admit to a crime. Ooh. Or commit a crime. Nefarious acts with the AI. This is... Which is really concerning. Like, that is that is the part that it almost terrifies... Like, James Earl Jones is fine. Because he has a lifetime of legacy that he's built up. He's I'm sure he's wealthy yeah. beyond any needs of retirement at this point. But for new people who are coming up in the business or coming to Hollywood... Say you sign your first movie contract or whatever, you're all excited, you go to do it, and they're like, okay, we're just going to sample your voice, take a few shots of your image, yeah, yeah, we like this, okay, you're done. And you're like, what? And they're like, you're done. Well, we don't need you again, ever. Because now we have all the data we need for your voice, for your expressions, for your, your, your portrayal, for your face. We can age you, we can de-age you. We don't need you anymore. Here, here's your one check. Goodbye. And that's it. Like, your career is over. You're replaced by an AI and a robot. <laughs> that's disgusting. That's terrifying. Ugh. And I think that's where we're heading. I Ugh. think in probably the next hundred years, you're going to see that a lot more than you think. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's fucked. So, yeah, if you're a very young person, you might well start making other plans just in case yeah but uh yeah just thought this was really interesting thought it was good to bring up they're gonna obviously use his likeness and voice and video games movies anything they want really audio podcast whatever so definitely look out for that it's cool it's it's really cool technology it's awesome that we are even able to do this but it's terrifying it's really terrifying yep and it's only improving I'll show you that real bot after the show. It's it's terrifying, like, <laughs> how good it is. Next up on the video game news, speaking of remakes, The Witcher is also getting a remake. The original Witcher is being remade in Unreal Engine 5. Thank God. So, there will now be a decent way to play the game <laughs> <laughs> and get the story of the, the new Witcher series. Because I think most people... Probably, I'm speaking generally, but I think most people entered the video games with The Witcher 3. Maybe some with 2, but I think most people entered with 3. Yeah. And then the small minority, vocal minority, entered with 1, maybe 2, you know. So, it's encouraging that we'll get to play this game again. CD Projekt Red is obviously taking the lead on this. They bro- I think they recently broke into two like branches of their studio, so obviously this won't be like the primary game, because allegedly they're working on a, a, a new iteration of the witcher uh so i'm excited to see what happens i'm hoping they don't just stay stuck as a witcher producer and that's it yeah i mean the witcher 3 is a great game and i would love to do more in that world but i i I, again you don't own this property it's owned by sepkowski and eventually you're not going to have the rights to it and you're going to end up in a telltale situation where you have to remove all your games from the game store. Cause you lost the rights to a, B and C and yeah, it's concerning. I mean, 
the same way that they don't really own cyberpunk um, hopefully they do it justice and don't uh, ship it too early like they did cyberpunk yeah so look forward to that uh i certainly will but uh curious to see what they do for the new game yeah speaking of games there's been a couple that have been released and both with surprisingly negative reviews across the board. First of which, Gotham Knights. This is another one where I get to say, told you so. Told you so. Emery also gets to say, tell you so on this one. I I do. Uh, I'm a little surprised that you're so quick to say it, given that it was basically like one of the few games where you actually have a story like kind of starring your boy nightwing i know but it looks terrible <laughs> like we talked about we've been talking about this for like the past year about yeah. like how every trailer for this game just looks off like something doesn't seem right the art style doesn't look right like the characters look goofy and like bulky it, it, like yeah. naturally bulky and mm. like the combat doesn't look particularly polished looking and the animations don't look particularly good the voice acting really really seems rough and i would include (laughs) batman in that based on the preview footage we saw yeah uh it's not good it's not good it's not good and moreover it seems like a game that was uh supposed to be one way that one way most likely being Marvel's Avengers style. Yeah. And then got shifted the other way at the last minute when they saw how bad Marvel's Avengers did. Yeah. It it's yeah. It's it's disappointing because all these characters are cool and interesting and have great backstories and like they're just they're fun characters to be able to use and have fleshed out. Batman his rogues gallery is what kind of sustains him and the people around batman like the the hero is cool but the character the person kind of sucks like is yeah he's a rich boy with parental issues like it's like he he lost his parents like most other heroes um (laughs) like literally everyone like literally uh every other uh, major hero my parents are dead uh yeah so (laughs) mine are two hers are hers are dead his are dead. And your answer was beat up strangers as opposed to what every other billionaire does, which is get lost in the sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's But yeah, it's it's unfortunate yeah. because I thought I thought this could be like a great entry when it was announced, and then when I saw the preview footage and like the was, Yeah, I, the, I was so disappointed. The and, actual uh gameplay footage uh it turned me off uh for the most part and then i was confirmed in my belief uh the second that uh, maybe a week or so before the game actually launched it was leaked that the not only does the game not have a performance mode like uh, a lot of games are coming out with now yeah uh but at full price this thing doesn't even stay locked at 30 frames. Which is ridiculous. It, uh, on a current-gen system. Like, uh, there's cur- n- no way. There's no way this game is so taxing on your system, the way it looks. There's no way that you, ca- you can't push that. Batman Arkham Knight came out seven years ago. 
think about that for a minute. That's insane. That is insane. That is... It, it, that's insanity. A, yeah. ga- a seven-year-old game looks better and somehow manages to be more populated than the game that you're playing right now. Yeah, what? It, it's it's worth knowing noting that this is being made by WB Montreal, which is not the primary Arkham studio. It's the one that made Arkham Origins. But Arkham Origins... As rough as it was around the edges, still looked and felt better than this game does. This is a, just a, a thorough, incomplete disappointment. Yeah. I mean, top to bottom, it's the, the way it looks, the way it sounds, the voice acting, the animation, the, uh, the, the, the just the performance. Like, the, 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 the performance should be, like, the bare basic thing you got to get right. Like, right. I You know, it's not like one of these releases which is, like, all glitchy and broken and completely unplayable. That's not the case. It's just not fun. <laughs> no one wants to play it, pay 60 to $70 for a game that's not fun. It's like the gameplay loop is repetitive and boring, apparently. Yeah. So, really disappointed to see that. Really bummed. Really had more hopes from Montreal studio than than that another game which came out and uh received some very poor press and reviews for its single player campaign is the big release Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 which unfortunately despite them taking a chance and creating the new engine and everything which looks looks fantastic like graphically it's incredibly impressive looking but outside of the multiplayer, apparently there's just no reason to play this game, which sucks because the Modern Warfare characters are the only characters that are, are in my opinion, are worth anything. Like, damn, the Modern Warfare characters are great. And, and, and they were what cut from the game? They're in the game. They're just boring. And nothing they're doing matters, and it's like stuff that they're pulling out of like headlines from the past five years, and oh, just like Jesus. doing for reasons without explanation. Like it, it's incredibly disappointing because the strong point of the Modern Warfare series is not only the gameplay, but the the actual story itself. Like really cool, really riveting missions, like stuff that could potentially obviously it's over the top and you know cinematic but like stuff that could happen right which makes it all the more like real and tangible unlike cold war which is like ridiculous over the top like uh we're you know mind controlling this guy and you know making jesus yeah like just stupid shit like over the top and then you have all the the futuristic series you know uh advanced warfare and stuff like that where they go over the top and just start doing their own shit and running on walls and you and know giving doing a little doing a little too much off titanfall you know yeah uh modern warfare is supposed to be like the current kind of semi-grounded one that really focuses on character development and the the last one the the modern warfare reboot was very well well received it was a little boring like the the story yeah. wasn't as good as like the original the OG Modern Warfare one two and three, 
but it was cool like they developed characters it was fun gameplay was obviously fun characters were interesting they inter- introduced some new characters which were really interesting this game they bring back all the classic characters that weren't in the original one they were in the multiplayer of course because they got to make a buck but <laughs> yeah they weren't in the the main story with the exception of the lead and uh you know they bring back ghost and soap and all these characters but it's just it's like uh, the stakes but, the stakes aren't anywhere near what they were in the original you know modern warfare one two and three that they're rebooting it, it's just like such low stakes oh. it's just not yeah so disappointing to see that so two games came out really hyped really really heavy in the press but just fell flat on their face uh next up on the game news we received confirmation that there is a ps5 pro being pushed out with dev kits to various developers so i don't know how you feel about this but this kind of feels broken because a little soon as far as the years go you know anticipating this is going to be released like next year the following holiday season makes sense time-wise but I feel like usually the argument for a pro system is that technology advanced to a certain point where we we need to get a lot more performance out of this to sustain the market. That's not the case here. People still can't get a hold of PS5s. And because of the war in Ukraine and setbacks on logistics from the pandemic, technology development for CPUs and GPUs has not advanced that much from what it was two three four or five years ago it really yeah. hasn't the biggest change has been the ryzen chip which the ps5 already basically has it basically has a you know unique bastardized version of the ryzen chip from amd so there really isn't any significant upgrade to be had and all the new like processors that amd and intel and uh, all the gpu like nvidia start pushing they're pushing out they're basically like taking features away and putting more voltage into the, or excuse me, wattage into the power consumption to overdrive it more. So there's not really anything better about the design or about the hardware. They're just pushing it harder and pushing your energy bill up harder. Yeah. So it feels really poorly planned and poorly thought out because I don't think there's anything to justify a pro system right now. I get why some people would want one. It feels too soon. Yeah. It's like it feels as though <coughs> trying to cash in on. Uh, they're trying to go with the pro gamer thing, especially when you consider that the Dual Sense Edge, the the two hundred dollar pro controller, yeah, two hundred dollar pro controller, like also like announced and like pre orders, I think are starting either soon if they haven't started already. Um, this seems like a way to further cash in on you know the the pro gamer, as it were. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. We haven't had availability for the ps5 as wide or as ubiquitous enough as it should have been at least for another year or two yeah we haven't had uh, any advancements in computer technology in terms of resolution and processing speed nearly enough to justify 
a bro version of the PS5. Yeah, and in fact, they just released an update not that long ago, you know, two months ago, where they initiated 1440p resolution rates, which is actually less than 4K. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of PC monitors run at, and people want to use their PS5 on a, a PC monitor with a high refresh rate and a 1440 aspect ratio. So, Right. Uh, it's... it's like what are we the, doing here the industry is actively going backwards from like the peak <laughs> and you're trying to push a pro controller or a pro system for a system that people already want to the point where you can't supply them fast enough it seems poorly thought out poorly designed we're still getting games on ps4 god of war ragnarok which is about to come out is still on ps4 and being limited by the ps4 system the t- Xbox is, uh, this was talked about publicly by a few developers recently. I think uh, uh, Call of Duty and uh, from Activision was most notable, but there's some other producers talking about how the Xbox Series S is causing a bottleneck for developers who, third party developers, because they want to develop like the peak of the system for the X and the PS5, but they can't because Xbox requires them to produce a version that's playable on the Series S, which is basically a gutted version of the Xbox. So, yeah, the- there's already a lot of contention with these pro systems versus non pro systems. And Xbox released one that was already a pro system versus its alternative for no reason. No reason at all. Did, yeah. did not need to release the S at all. Yeah, that's not only did they not need to release it, uh, releasing that at the same time, I think, was very indicative of what they already knew going into it, which was. The people being able to purchase this, like at the time, very limited in quantity console, only to have that further exacerbated by people who were purchasing these things en masse, only to resell them at exorbitant prices. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems as though they are trying to at least or they have been for the for a while now uh game companies have been trying to compensate for the fact that there has been a whole lot of uh foul play when it comes to people being able to get their hands on these yeah and realizing that a lot of people are still stuck with the previous generation because of this foul play yeah it's leaving developers much like CD Project Red with their hands tied behind their back because like they they know what these like fully next current gen mm-hmm. is supposed to be capable of but because they're trying to still turn profits with their games they're still developing a generation behind. Yeah, and it, Xbox in particular really frustrates me just as a fan of gaming in general because you got to think, it doesn't make sense at any point. It doesn't make sense for cost because you get cheaper parts by ordering in volume. Yeah. And if half of your volume has different parts because you're creating an S as opposed to an X, that means your cost for both systems goes up. So you're making less money and your margins are smaller if they exist at all by the time you release the console 
And as it ages, it's going to get even more expensive. You know, that newer technology in the X, it'll last a little bit longer. The S is working on old technology. It's already <laughs> It was outdated when it came out, and now it's like, particularly outdated as the years go by. And when they're outdated, those parts get more and more and more expensive. They don't get less expensive because no one's producing them and nobody's wanting to manufacture old, slow hardware. Right. So it does. It just does not make sense. And the whole industry suffers because of it, because you bottlenecked the whole industry with your shitty system. It's like the PS3 with its cell processor. Yeah. The PlayStation's fucked up plenty. <laughs> Believe yeah. me, this isn't one-sided. Uh, with their particularly, it was a powerful processor. It's so powerful that people are still using it at like nasa because it has such a unique architecture yeah but it was so difficult to develop for back uh during the time period that it defeated the whole purpose and so all these third-party developers were eventually like fuck it i'm not even gonna bother because it's just not worth my time you know to develop (laughs) the special programming for this game that won't be playable in the future because it's not backwards compatible with anything right Uh, and there's just no profit to be made uh so it's really frustrating when these these hardware producers just keep fumbling the ball and i i feel like the pro system appeals to the wrong type of customer you're you're appealing to the pc person who wants to upgrade every two or three years and swap out their hard drive and swap out their RAM and swap out their, their CPU and their GPU to the latest and greatest hardware. Right. That's not the console audience. The console audience wants something they can put down, plug in and play. They don't want to sit there and download 600 drivers. They don't want to sign 700 user agreements for every single game and every single system and every single component. They don't want 600 iterations of customizable systems. Like, just give us a system. If you want to have some interchangeability, like data storage, so that yeah. you can release it at a cheaper price and they can put a terabyte, two terabyte hard drive in there if they want to, that's fine. But when you're trying to market these pro systems, you know, three years in, four years in, like, what's the point? What? There's no point. I, I think the the even bigger problem is if you get people accustomed to uh, customizing your system, it's only a matter of time before they realize, oh... Uh, this is just a PC. <laughs> not only is this just a PC... I could just build a PC. Mm -hmm. And that's antithetical, honestly, to the the idea of console gaming. Now, Now, with more people moving to Steam, I do predict that uh, the next generation or two will slowly be moving towards just either becoming a PC in its own right or maybe even uh, probably very foolishly attempting to go the way of Google Stadia. Yeah. Is like instead of just purchasing... Already did. Yeah, purchasing a big old thing, why don't you just get a controller and do all of your gaming from the cloud? Yeah. It's funny seeing how stubborn facebook is with meta and it's metaverse <laughs> it's trying which it, is losing it, billions of dollars trying to make and meta not happen. slowing <laughs> whereas google is just like oh this didn't work three months in Pff, 
We're done. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, Google no. Plus, nah, don't. It sucked. Bye. Cut, cutting the loss with the Stadia. They cut their losses with the Google Lens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's yeah, it's they, interesting seeing the dichotomy of Silicon Valley, where one company is just so stubborn and so sure of themselves, and the other one is just like, eh, we're throwing darts eh, at a board. We can do something else. It's like, oh, this one sticks, this one doesn't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> neither neither system works. But it's interesting seeing the both play right. out in different ways. Like, two different <clears throat> two different ways of failing yep and then the last news item of the day uh, i alluded to it earlier when we were talking about what we've been watching listening to and playing uh horizon the tv show that's being produced has been announced as horizon 2074 which uh alludes to basically around the period that the society basically collapsed in the horizon universe historically so I assume that this is going to be less of a horizon big robot dinosaurs running around tribal peoples, you know, in furs and shooting <laughs> saber tooth tiger robots and yeah. stuff like that. And more of the, oh, this is how the society collapsed. This is what triggered everything. And it's going to be like more of like a Last of Us survival type of show and probably better off because of that for a TV series. I foresee problems with this. The first one being the that year 2074 sounds awful close to 2077. Which is a hell of a hell of a year, a hell of a correlation <laughs> to possibly yeah. make. I don't know why they picked these particular years in general. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's there. Yeah, then that's what they went with. Um I also foresee problems with uh, specifically if it's taking place during a time period that uh, visually the players have no reference for. It allows them freedom, but it, apart from like any of the like tapes or like other pieces or documents or data that you get from like the first game. You're going to have little to no reference for what the hell is happening, uh, which means there's no anchor, like the, uh, like apart <clears throat> from the name Horizon, it doesn't seem as though there's, at least from an outside perspective, that there's anything for fans to really latch on to. Like if I was a fan of the games, I would be expecting or at least looking for some sort of robo dino yeah or like some sort of allusion to uh the main character uh of the horizon games alloy uh i'm i'm all for original content but this i think that there could have been at least one or two things that they led with that would have made this a much easier sell. Yeah, I again, it's the challenge is on the writing staff to yeah. take the time to develop the world, right? Because yeah. I would assume that most people that watch the show probably won't have played the game. Right. Uh, that, I, that's I another thing. Is I that... don't mean that as an insult. I mean, just factually, if you're yeah. on HBO Max or Netflix or Hulu or whatever... And you're watching something, a live action series like a drama, 
you're probably not going to be savvy that oh this is a video game you know this is based on like a video game or something yeah yeah it'll just be those particular like deep divers that are like oh cool and they made a horizon show um apparently they directed uh the actress that's playing ellie in the last of us tv show to not play the game or watch reviews or anything because they wanted her to play ellie like fresh the way she interpreted it from the script not from the game she they didn't want her to copy the character from the games which could be a great thing but could also be a bad thing and i i assume they're going to take a similar direction with the the game with or i'm sorry the show horizon and uh i don't know it could be a terrible thing It, it this could easily blow up in their face and be terrible but i kind of have hope that that might be the right direction to go to the past and it's giving the people that did play the game something to look forward to oh it's like oh yeah let's we're, flesh we're out finally... this time period that yeah. you don't really get to see in the game exactly yeah. like you i don't want to spoil anything there's you see things but you obviously don't get to be immersed in that world because it's long gone it's long dead right you know you're just kind of managing the pieces of what's left and uh i think they could do a really cool thing with it <clears throat> interpret you know a futuristic version of our own society um and really they could pick any location they want they could that's true could go to any foreign I mean, lo- because it's not tied to the the games directly you could really stage it wherever you want <clears throat> yeah the, i mean there there being a lot of freedom with uh what they could do with it is a positive in their favor for sure yep I will say, no matter what they do, can't be as bad as the Halo TV show, right? <laughs> Have you watched it? That's Paramount Plus, right? It is. <clears throat> Did you watch it? Is it the, is it bad? Is it bad, bad? Or is it just as, another one? As someone who isn't really a fan <laughs> of Halo... Even I was upset by this fucking show. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. I, the, the, it had a lot of production value, right? Um, I haven't watched it yet because I don't have Paramount Plus. But man, there was a scene where one of the needler guns just wasn't even painted in the scene. Oh no! The, oh the, no! Were they the, carrying like AK forty sevens, like Star Wars Andor? Uh, I I think it it, it might have just been like straight up AK forty sevens for like the regular grunts, but <laughs> like maybe the one or two times that you see anyone from the Covenant, um, yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, that's a bummer. You definitely don't see the flood. Um, uh the main dude uh master chief master chief i was about to call him halo Halo. (laughs) because you know he's a good guy and doesn't afraid of anything the main character zelda is uh... what if zelda was a girl (laughs) (laughs) now um master chief the the person who is stereotypically known throughout the entire game series for never taking his helmet off takes his helmet off all the goddamn time and that's not the only thing he takes off in the series they gotta justify the actor's contract you know uh we paid this dude we gotta show him off we did we need to show off his butt cheeks 
Well, that's the thing about characters like Master Chief. You never have to see his face. Literally ever. Ever. Like, it, he's sealed in that suit. And he's not coming out. The movie Judge Dredd is a very good example of someone committing to the concept that the person never takes their fucking helmet off. Yeah. And it helps the performance. Gotta have Stallone's chin, though. <laughs> I prefer Carl Urban's chin. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the Horizon TV show is a whole lot of X factors. It's like, I don't know what to think. Yeah, it's weird. And, it, and it, that's a good and a maybe not so good place. Yeah. It, I, I, before I played the games, mm-hmm. no interest whatsoever. Did not give a fuck. <laughs> right. Was not interested in the show. So I'm interested in seeing how the general audience receives it. Yeah. Maybe it gets enough hype that, you know, it gets propped up. Whereas Last of Us, I think even general audiences are aware that Last of Us is like this deep storytelling character development like thing that I should dive into, you know. However, what Sony's doing with Last of Us where they're trying to tell the, the actress to portray it uniquely to that actress instead of like trying to live up to the character itself. Right. A little concerning. Little, it's a little, little bit, a little yeah. bit concerning because I feel like if you don't portray that character the way she's portrayed in the games, that could backfire real quick on the like the because all the Last of Us is... has a very fervent fan base. Like they are vicious. If you fuck up their franchise, like a lot of people think Last of Us Two did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're gonna find out. <laughs> it's not. They're not gonna be quiet about it. And uh, if you fuck around, you will find out. Check the chart. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah that ooh. it's concerning. I, it's risky. It's a risky approach. It might re- they might be rewarded for it. I don't know, but uh, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned, and for good reason. All right. Well, that wraps up all the news for this week. Again, this is a especially big episode because of the. Uh, month-long hiatus and the amount of ridiculous reveals that happened during that time that we did not anticipate yeah that was a lot but i hope you enjoyed this jumbo-sized halloween edition of hit the books podcast of course before we leave we have to give out the prestigious nay life-changing award of cover of the week (laughs) of course you can find this at your local comic book shop Again, please support your local comic book shops. Every Wednesday. And, of course, we find these on our resource, freshcomics.us. So definitely check that out. They're a great resource. So the winner of the prestigious Nay Life Changing Award of Cover of the Week goes to Boom Studios' Stuff of Nightmares. Number two, the Lote cover done by Tula Lote. This is, of course, R.L. Stein's created series uh, for Boom Studios. Just in time for Halloween, of course. This is the second issue, uh, obviously premiered in October here. So really cool, really appropriate. And this is just a classic, you know, horror. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say cliche, but it's a little bit of a cliche. You know, the it horrified did. woman. She's got blood on her hands, clearly messed up, uh, clearly disheveled, horrified, screaming in terror. 
I, I know this isn't a reference to the movie Psycho, but it immediately made me think of the movie Psycho. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a genre cliche for a reason. Yeah. But this is illustrated very well. Colors are vibrant and cool. Uh, very much up a mature version of R.L. Stein's Alley, which this is stuff of Mar- nightmares is famously uh, spoken about as R.L. Stein's first kind of adventure into a more mature horror version of his material obviously famous for the kids horror series goosebumps most of his fans are adults now so yeah it's time it tracks yeah (laughs) so we'll see if it's good i i did mean to pick up the first issue i do want it i do want to collect it so i will be reading the first issue and if i enjoy it we'll be moving on to the second issue so hopefully i get to uh, give you a quick and dirty review of this series in the very near future and of course as is new tradition we are reading the synopsis to promote this this comic which again pick up at your local comic book shops again please support your local comic book shops i just like making emory send it yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it should go without saying but uh it should also be said all right let's get into it after losing everything in a fiery disaster the cameron brothers stella and frankie flee to an abandoned manor to get their hands on fresh corpses and continue their macabre experiments. But they aren't alone, and the terror is just beginning in the ghastly tale that only the Nightmare Keeper could tell. (laughs) Happy Halloween. And no, this cover did not win because it's Halloween. (laughs) It just happened to be the best one this week. It did just happen to be the best one. So, appropriate. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations once again to Tula Dete. This is a wonderful cover. Great illustration, great color, great uh, contrasts. A little cliche, but we forgive it. Uh, I, hey, it, it portrays exactly what I think it should. The stuff of nightmares. I do find it a little suspicious that the Nightmare Keeper is apparently a main character in the series. Hmm. Sounds like the Crypt Keeper, perhaps. Hmm. I don't know. R.L. Stein, are you committing plagiarism? Mm. Don't lie to me. I guess we'll have to read and find out. (laughs) (laughs) So he can support his plagiarism financially. Hey, hey. Uh, If you got it, flaunt it. If you don't, uh, maybe get someone else's. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) All right. I think that's a good place to end it. Thank you once again for listening, watching, and supporting the show. I appreciate your patience with the hiatus we had there. And uh, hopefully you look forward to many more episodes coming down the line. Hopefully the new segment format will make it easier to digest and we'll uh, put tags in the, the main podcast video. And then I'll also release the, the other segments as individual parts in the very near future. Hopefully you enjoy that. It's a little bit of extra work. Hopefully I can manage it with the baby. We'll find out next week. (laughs) But definitely look forward to our episode next week. And, of course, catch Those Natural Ones on twitch.tv forward slash Those Natural Ones at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday. And, of course, you can find uh, their their stream on YouTube and on your podcast services of choice shortly afterwards. So definitely look forward to that. Follow them on their social medias. Uh, Nick Marlat, the ghost of Nick (laughs) Marlat, he is missed. He is missed dearly, but I'm sure we'll see him in the near future. So uh, definitely look forward to that. Again, 
reach out to us at htbvids at uh, facebook.com forward slash hit the books. You can always check out our, our website, htbvids.com. And of course, you can email us at hitthebooksvids at gmail.com for any suggestions, questions, topics of the show, or uh, just any constructive criticism in general, promotions, anything like that. All right. Thank you once again for watching, listening. We appreciate your support. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Look, I'm just saying, if they if they fuck up DC one more time, I'm out. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Riddle me this, Crow. Why are you still watching this mediocre program? Because you've got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs>